millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Warrior, created by a destiny, fulfilling a destiny, funded by the belief, the belief that at the king of the ring, I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm sick of hearing about the beliefs of the warrior. The king has belief. I believe that I will beat you. The ultimate warrior battles Jerry the King Lawler. I am ready, king of the jungle. Now, I'm going to be king of the ring. You're looking at the next king of the ring, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Nothing is going to stop this man from being the king of the ring. He's going to mow you down. Expect Jake Roberts to leave his mark somewhere or somebody. The crowning of the WWF king of the ring. I've destroyed the Undertaker. The baddest man to walk the World Wrestling Federation. Mankind. Your tormented soul will soon be mine. The Undertaker battles mankind. Return match with the smoking guns. Sonny, you have rolled your ducks to bad water. We beat you once, we took the ducks. And it won't be a problem to beat you again. The smoking guns battle the Godwins for the WWF Tag Team Championship. Not the most revolting thing I've ever seen in my life. Get it out of there! I'm at Johnson Will this time, Melt. my mouth. Ahmed Johnson battles gold dust for the Intercontinental title. I'm scared because I got ripped off. I should be the champion. Mr. Perfect Ramp. <laughs> he got the referee one, so you won't have any excuses when I tune up the gym music and kick your teeth down your throat. Shawn Michaels battles the British Bulldog for the WWF Championship. Tonight, it's the greatest card ever in the history of the WWF King of the Ring. Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic King of the Ring 1996 Watch Along. A Cultaholic Classic Raw Review presentation. Who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell. And joining me today to watch every bit of King of the Ring 1996 and talk bollocks over the top is the Mulligan to my O'Hare, Jack Atkins from Cultaholic.com, the rambunctious Jackie Orlando. Hello. I hope one day you become a wrestler so I can announce you. Well, we, yeah, we. The rambunctious Jackie Orlando! That'd be amazing. Feel my girth. Um, mm. well, yeah, because we came up with a couple more names, didn't we? Um, uh, the Soup Du Jour Clive Fuck is another name. 
super du jour Clive Fuck was born. Yeah, because I was telling I was telling the lads. I think it must have been one afternoon last week after you'd done uh, done for the day. I was saying about how Sean has to pop up a lot from me because I'll just like go Sean from now on. You can only call me this. I'll just come up with a name like you know uh, Clinton Babatunde, and she's like no. <laughs> um, but the two that I always go back to are. All right, then you can call me the soup du jour. It's basically the bit from Atletico Mints, but to someone who doesn't know what Atletico Mints is. Yeah. Um, so I always say, you can call me the soup du jour, which he hates, or I go from Father Ted, I go, you can call me the old hehe, <laughs> and she enjoys that <laughs> the one. The old hehe. <laughs> the old hehe. <laughs> so she'll go, old oh, hehe, can you, uh, you make me a brew? I'll be like, who's that? And she'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> be like, I'm the soup du jour today. Uh, today, the soup du jour is Jackie Orlando, <laughs> and the wrestling du jour is King of the Ring 1996, uh, an iconic evening of wrestling Yeah, um, that, that oh. very much changes the, the course of wrestling history in its own weird and wonderful way. Yeah. Have you watched it all the way through before? Never. Excellent. Never. Nor have I. Never. So this is going to be a treat for you and I and you. And if you want to watch along with us, it's easy to do so. You go to the WWE Network or Peacock, however you choose to, to name it. And you find June 23rd, 1996. It's King of the Ring, 1996. It's got a picture of the Ultimate Warrior in the thumbnail. You can't miss it. He looks wild. You, <laughs> you've got a few seconds to do that right now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh. Welcome back. So we're going to press play in a second. We're all going to watch King of the Ring 1996 together. I'm buzzing for this. Same. There is a character I'm going to introduce you to, which doesn't get enough mention in the, the annals of wrestling, but the name, you're going to think I'm doing a bit. Clive Fuck. It's not, it's, it's, <laughs> you know what? It's close to Clive Fuck. <laughs> we'll find out when we get there. On go, we'll all press play together in three, two, one, Go. And here we go. The World Wrestling Eggeration. How many eggs today, by the way? Oh, two. 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 Two nice eggs. Yeah. Oh, what we should mention Ooh. before I forget. So, because obviously Rumble and Mania is coming up, as I said, as we said previously, we're back, we're backloading these. Yeah. So we're recording quite a few in a small space of time. And also to fit it in, like Tetris with schedules, we're doing things in weird orders as well. So we are recording this 
before we record the go home for King of the Ring. Yeah. But you will hear it in the right order. So if you sent any emails about bullshit we said on the go home for King of the Ring, we can't talk about it because we haven't said it yet in real time. Boy, time is a construct of human perception. I did enjoy that bit where we talked about Bulldog and Chew It. <laughs> Actually, I just thought, because we're recording this before the other one, we can invent a bit now, and then when we record it, we can pretend it was a spontaneous bit. Yeah. But it's a bit that we've planned here. Oh. So, like, I love that bit. I don't know how we came up with it when the bulldog was eating chewits. He was eating chewits and washing it down with hot dog brine. Oh, um, that was funny what we talked about last week. I'll get a pen. Oh, write that down. <laughs> write down bulldog and chewits. There's pen here, actually. There you go. Jackie Orlando is going to make a note of any in jokes that we are going to plant the seed of in the episode we're recording later in the week that you've already heard this is it's gonna oh. end, it's gonna end up like that episode of Seinfeld where he's woken up with like notes from a dream that he's written down <laughs> and after the end he's like that's not funny <laughs> so Bulldog he's writing it down Bulldog eating chewits Bulldog eating chewits I don't quite know how we get to Bulldog eating chewits but we can have some we can be creative on the way there yeah we can have some fun on the way there hot dog Brian. Brilliant. Washing down with hot dog, Brian. Cool. <laughs> Do you hear that? It's the greatest card ever in the history of the WWF. They just mm. said that. That's lofty. That's a huge boast. That's lofty. Lofty. I mean, it's a loaded card in terms of talent for this one. I'm just happy we got to hear the classic pay-per-view. Ding, 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 ding. Ah, oh, I missed that music. I What's missed that music. It's ding, probably got a name. Ding, ding, ding. It's called Ding, 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 isn't it? Yeah. I knew it was called Ding, Ding, Ding. So we are in the Mecca Arena, as Vincent Mann has just said, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 8,762 people. Jim Ross. Well, obviously, yeah. Lawless yeah. wrestling, isn't he? A while Jim Ross appears. Uh, uh, what would you say? 8,000 people? Oh, just over 8,000. Nearly 9,000 people. 8,762. It looked good from the establishment mm. shot, though. Jim Ross was described by the Wrestling Observer as fine once he relaxed. I think he's a bit a bit amped up at the start, and he yeah. kind of eases in a little bit. Because we're still kind of like early stages, Jim Ross. Yeah. Owen Hart on commentary tonight. Oh, previous King of the Ring, isn't he? Yeah. So he's chilling out tonight. Sadly, no Matt and Jeff Hardy controlling the doors this evening. Boo. I know. Uh, so the, the, the arena, the Mecca, <clears throat> now the UW Milwaukee Panther Arena, opened in 1950, the first to accommodate the needs of broadcast television. Okay. So revolutionary. Uh, it's been the home of the Milwaukee Hawks and the Bucks in the basketball world and the Milwaukee Bone Crushers and Mustangs in the Indoor Football League. Bone Crushers is a cool name. Great name for an Indoor Footy League, isn't it? In the music world, the Beatles played here in 1964. Great lads. Tickets priced between 2 and $5. Right, okay. Uh, the Red Cross treated over 10 girls for fainting during the concert. They were taken to a nearby airbase when they landed because the crowds were so manic to see them. Yeah. They had to be rushed away to a nearby airbase to keep them safe. Teenage girls are terrifying. <laughs> Watching that old Beatles footage and they're all just like, bloody hell, everyone's come to say hello. And there's people just going, ah! <laughs> Ringo, I want to see you do it! It's like, it's like, oh my God. But we had that at Coltonic Live this past Saturday. We which did. hasn't happened yet when we were recording, but has happened by the time you heard it. And it was just all those girls screaming, Jackie Orlando, throwing, them, throwing their negligees at you. I'm just like, oh, oh, stop oh, it. Oh. 
That was a, it was a quite thank you for coming to Cultaholic Live. I'm sure it went fine. <laughs> uh, also, Elvis, Bob Dylan, Queen, and the Grateful Dead performed here. Right. In the wrestling world, it'll pay host, it paid host to WCW Super Brawl, uh, Clash of the Champions 34, and it will pay host to Over the Edge 98. Ah. There you go. Do you remember what the main event of Over the Edge 98 was? Austin. Austin. McMahon. Nearly. It's Austin versus Dude Love. With all the cards. I had that on video. The cards are stacked against Austin. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. An Undertaker playing an enforcer, yeah. kind of sort of to keep the peace and make sure that no bullshine goes down. Yeah, I had that on VHS. Is it good? That's a great little show, that is. Mm. Uh, opening match, as we're getting ready for it now. So we're telling the story here, and it's uh, Mark Merrow versus Steve Austin. Well, I saw in the clips then, it was saying, two weeks ago on Raw, when he beat when Austin beat Bob Holly with the Million Dollar Dream, and then to get to the next round, it looked like on Superstars, unless it was Raw, which we haven't watched yet. Yeah. He beat um, Savio Vega with the Stone Cold Stunner. Mm, see, there's some interesting discourse about the Stone Cold Stunner. Wildman. <laughs> <laughs> it just says Wildman. Wildman. Um, Wildman. Eat you, man. Yeah, because we believe we saw the first stunner on TV. We did. But he's been just kind of like using it here or there. It's not quite his finisher yet. But there's this in this particular show. There's a there's a there's a moment in time that that uh, people get to, and we'll talk about it. Oh, in, in order just to com- further confuse the timelines right. of when recording, what day, where we are, how we are. Whilst you're hearing this, the day after or two days after Cultaholic Live. To the day we're recording it, is my birthday. Bloody is. It's my bloody birthday. Oh, so that's weird. So in terms of the recording schedule, we're going to go Tom's 38, Tom's 39, Tom's 39. But in... No, 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 because I'm because because we haven't recorded the other episode yet, I'm 39 for all of them. Yes, but... Yesterday... In, but, but in terms of chronology, because... Oh, I, yeah, I'll be, I'll be older, I'll be younger... But older. Here, but older in the one before... <laughs> How did Doctor Who do to do it? Time. He just offered people jelly babies. That's what he did, isn't it? Well, it just, like it just a jelly went, baby? It's wibbly wobbly shit. Is a jelly baby. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, I turned 39 today. Yeah. And I um, I celebrated by going out for a run this morning. Brilliant. And I ran for 39 minutes. Better than celebrating with the runs. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had many, many birthdays come and go that way. Yeah. But uh, no, I because I, I, I last year I wanted to do that, but I got very drunk on my birthday and fell down a flight of stairs. Oh, that was a year ago was already? a year ago. Time I, is meaningless, isn't it? It really, truly is. So this year I was like, I want to I wanna right that wrong this year. So I set my alarm for half four and uh, got up this morning and <laughs> went for a 39-minute run. Half four, that's a nice birthday lion. A little birthday <laughs> lion. But you know what? It's weird. Like The amount of times I've gone to go for a run, my alarm's gone off, and I've gone, oh, fuck that noise. But for some reason today, on my birthday, it was when, right, we're doing it. Yeah. I almost have laid out by the door. All right, we're doing it now. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're getting it done. We're getting it done. And I did it. And I was like, I feel, I, I feel achy, but I feel amazing for doing it. Like, that's the longest I've ever run in my life, mm. and I'm the oldest I've ever been. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Inspiration. You could look like me one day. <laughs> Don't do that. That'll ruin everything. My birthday ethos is very different to your birthday ethos. I know you're very um, particular about birthdays, and I respect yes, that. Yeah, yeah. It's only because I've had to share it with too many people. Yeah. And it's like, it's my day. But It's funny, because since you said that, you said that recently, and today, I swear to God, we had the radio on, and it's like happy birthday to Megan. She's eight years old today. And then, and they said, oh, another happy birthday to sixteen. And I believe there was, uh, 
on the way in, I heard another radio station going, oh, John's 35 today. Hey, it's my birthday today as well. And I'm sure on the transfers thing, Tony Pulis, it's his birthday today as well. Watching the football transfers today. I'm sure they went, Tony, it's your birthday. I'm like, why is everybody's birthday today? Well, did I tell you about the time when I turned 30 and I was just like, went round to me mum and dad's, just Granada Reports was on. I was like, and of course, today's a very special day. Uh, presenter Lucy Meacock's been with us for 30 years. I was like, oh, are they? I was like, it's, it's my 30th birthday. And they were just like, Lucy Meacock, big Liverpool fan. Here's Kenny Dalgleish. And I was like, where's Kenny Dalgleish oh. for me? Oh. <laughs> Well, look, I know, I, I know how heartbreaking that was, so therefore, as a special treat for you, <gasps> ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Dalgley! Oh, can't, I can't uh, make it. He's, he's trapped. He's stuck in traffic. <laughs> so what's your birthday ethos, then? Um, I, I just... <laughs> I mean... Well, you I, got up and went for a run. Yeah, I went, I got up, went for... Mine changes. I'm, I'm not... I mean, we're going out... For, Alex and I are going out for a nice bit of tea tonight. Lovely. A, a restaurant that I like. That was my choice. Um, there is birthday what, king. Birthday... <laughs> Birthday King. It's just birthdays. It's exhausting. <laughs> just, all you eat is party bags. It's like, oh, we've run out of sweets. We'll put another yo-yo in for you. <laughs> do, you want, do you want another really thin slice of a tiny cake wrapped up in handkerchiefs? Yes, please. Chef specialty. Oh, oh to, brilliant. I'll have to go to Arson King to finish this one off. Bye for now. We had some, uh, we had some Iceland macaroni and cheese that we heated up. We just pulled that into the bag for you. <laughs> I love Birthday King; it's my favourite. It's great, isn't it? Thanks, and they always sing you Happy Birthday. They do. Yeah, Bulldog's voice is fucked by the end of the night. I sang Happy Birthday ninety-seven times. No, so I still don't know all the words. <laughs> Don't reference birthday cake. <laughs> yeah, don't mention birthday cake. Don't mention b- birthday cake, King. Write that down. Jack Atkins is writing down the jokes that we're going to seamlessly drop in when we record on Thursday for the episode that you've already heard. <laughs> I, I worry that someone's watching this with like a hangover or something. Oh, God, yeah. Um, other birthday... Well, I normally do dry January. Mm. So I don't drink... I'll just take January off just... Because I've I've freaking ride my liver like I stole it over Christmas, so I'll go. I'm going to take four weeks off and I'll be better. But then I always break it on the thirty first. Yeah, because it's my birthday. Yeah, so I break it on my birthday. I'll have a nice little beer tonight and that'll be lovely. Um, every morning on my birth, every year without fail for the last seven years, Alex has uh, entered the bedroom singing Happy Birthday with a steak bake with a candle in it. Oh, lovely! That's a nice little tradition. Yeah, and uh, and bless her. Even though I've been out for a run this morning. So I got up silly early. She still, as I, as I came back from my run, was there to present me with my <laughs> steak bake with a candle in it. That she, was she's a, breakfast. She's a good in your future wife. She's a good in it, she? Yeah. She's a keeper. She, um, I, I, worried, I, I worried I upset her a little bit because she, uh, we have a thing where on an evening at home, she will be sat on the sofa and she might go, I really fancy something sweet. I said, do you want me to make you a hot chocolate? So I love a hot chocolate. So I'll, I'll make you a hot chocolate. Oh, hot chocolate? Yeah, I'll, I'll have them with you. And uh, she's in the go, go to get me presents this morning, and uh, she's bought me a velvetizer. And I, said, and I said, This is lovely. I said, But this does smack of Homer buying Marge a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, What do you mean? 
in. I said, well, I'll make you hot chocolate most nights, and now I can make you a nice... She went, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a beautiful present, and I I am going to enjoy the shit out of a velvetizer. I, I've been asking for a velvetizer for about three years. I'll report back because yeah. we, we've got she bought loads of sachets of different flavoured ones as well there's a peanut butter hot chocolate sachet mm. that you make in the Hotel Chocolat Velvetizer I can't imagine that's anything but fucking fucking sex in say, a drink anaphylactic shock in a cup I think so yeah I think my feet are going to start tingling by the end of it yeah. I can't wait yeah. <laughs> so that's that'll, that'll be this evening when I get back and I have a nice peanut butter hot chocolate wokey mm-hmm. <laughs> have be- it while on the toilet as well I just see it moves all the way through. Yeah. Makes it dead quick. I feel like a, I feel <laughs> like like a Roman emperor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I feel like Henry the Eighth. Yeah. Bit of gout as well. It'd be fun. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I love a bit of gout. Talking of gout, Steve Austin's in control <laughs> over Mark Murray. <laughs> You're getting better with them. Uh, that's the nice story arc that we're carrying, is yeah. your talking of that are getting closer to the mark. That's, Slightly. that's long-term storytelling, that Slightly. is. Slightly. <laughs> but by the time we get to the attitude era, they'll all be like. Oh, they'll be. Snappy as fuck. Bang on the money. So this is opening... So King, opening match of King of the Ring, 96 on pay-per-view, is a semi-final? It's the semi-final, isn't it? Semi-final, and it's Steve Austin and Mark Merrow. Mark Merrow undefeated yeah. in the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, I believe he's still undefeated. Yes, he is undefeated, isn't he? As far as yeah. we've seen, yeah. yeah. Um, now, the story as well for this match, and this tournament in general is that this was the tournament that Hunter Hearst Helmsley was supposed to win. Yes, he was. So we talked extensively about that. Now, due to the incident that was the curtain call, where all the clique got together and broke character, someone had to be punished. Unfortunately, the only person that could be punished, the buck stopped with Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Mm. And it meant he was, he was told, you're not going to win a match for a year, and all plans to have you as the king of the ring have been scrubbed. <laughs> I do like the fact, though, that when, like, a couple of years into the future, when Austin's on top and, like, Triple H is the guy. Austin goes, no, I'm not fucking jobbing to that. Absolute <laughs> prick. <laughs> he's beneath me. And he's like, oh, come on. I love, Austin has his moments. Mm. He's not He's not a perfect man. It's Everyone at the top has their moments. It's just some get it in the neck more than others. Yeah, there's some that we kind of like to... We, we like to put the boot into Triple H and Hulk Hogan. But it's like Austin, prima donna at times. John Cena, prima donna at times. Obviously, Brett, Sean. Uh, it's just it's one of those, isn't it? Clinging to that spot, brother. That's not well, doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah, it doesn't work for me, brother. But um, so I I kind of looked at the tournament bracketology, and I kind of sort of try to ascertain what Hunter's trajectory would be in the tournament. Like, how would this have gone? What were the original plans? And I just kind of get the the feeling that he would just basically replace Steve Austin. They've just put Steve Austin in where Hunter was going to go. So Hunter beats Mark Mero because they've been feuding. That yeah. kind of makes sense. And then Hunter gets that uh, big win over Jake Roberts. I think Jake Roberts was going to be a shoo-in for the final anyway. Yeah. Um, because of the way they told his story. And I feel like that Hunter was going to get a big win over a legend in the final and then become king of the ring. We certainly wouldn't have got the promo that we got. No. If that had happened. But imagine the Hunter Hearst Helmsley character with... A regal side to it as well of him, like mm. literally in a crown and cape. I think he'd have been. I think it'd have been fun. It'd been yeah. a lot of fun, and uh, it would have been interesting to see whether they get behind him the full way and put him in the main event, and like, re- like, because obviously up until the, uh, the the curtain call, they were very high on him. Oh, very much so. They yeah. liked the character work that he did, and it's a shame that you know he finds himself in the situation that he's in. But chaos and opportunity are the same word in Japan. 
And that is why we have Steve Austin yeah. and Mark Mera having a, a lovely battle right now. Probably the, the best of the King of the Ring matches that we'll have tonight, I do believe. Oh, and the longest as well. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how, it's, how it plays out because literally the only thing I've ever seen from this is the promo. That's all I've ever seen from this show. Oh, really? Yeah. Never watched any of it. So. Oh. I thought you might have... I've, I've, I, think, I think I've seen bits of it. Actually, I'm sure I had it on... VHS. <clears throat> I went through a stage of collecting VHSs. There's yeah. a box of them at home. I think I might have had them there. You mentioned you had a over the edge on VHS. I were did. There, were yeah. there other VHSs that you previously owned? Yeah, because it was it was one of those that like when it was a, a birthday or whatever, my brother or my sister would get me a VHS. They're ten years older than me, so oh. when I was into this, it was like what nine, ten. So they were nineteen, twenty, earning what a ten pound video. Mm. Um, yeah, I remember when I turned 10, I got No Way Out of Texas. Nice. And I think I got Over the Edge as well. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, off my brother. And it was just one of those that would just get videos, bits and bobs from anywhere. Obviously, back in then, you'd have people illegally taping stuff for you mm. if they had a Sky mm-hmm. thing. We had some when I was a kid, like the Royal Rumbles. We had WrestleMania 1, and then my cousin had others, and we'd swap between them. And at this stage as well, me and my cousin would swap videos between each other. And then my brother worked with a lad who had, like, all the classic ones. He had, like, the classic Rumbles, which we didn't have anymore. He had some of the early 90s WCW tapes, which I was watching as well. And most importantly, in 1999... He lent us ECW Anarchy Rules 1999. Purchased VHS. That was my first introduction to ECW. Became a huge ECW fan, and it is in the top three ECW shows of all time, so it was a good show to to watch first. It's a hell of an introduction. Oh, incredible, incredible. You've got uh, Taz's Last Night in the Company. Um, You've got Mike Awesome just launching everyone. The only people who aren't there are the Dudleys and Sandman Mm. and Douglas, that's it. But apart from that, it's the full... ECW experience, so that's the full fat thing. Yeah, but as as I started watching more weekly, like we get tapes of you know Nitro and Raw, and I'd watch them at my cousins, and then it was a case of being like, right, I'll I'll start buying them as they're coming out because I realised there was an actual calendar to this. Yeah, you could. Yeah, there's the series of events and stories that are told. Yeah, because <clears throat> rather than standalone bits, because when when you and I were were we little boys. Mm. It didn't matter if you watched Survivor Series 1990 and then SummerSlam 92. There weren't really flowing stories as much then. No. There was the occasional ones like the Mega Powers and that, but you could you could just watch a pay-per-view and it's self-contained. It'll do its own thing. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of them, the ones that we know now are very much not that case. No, definitely not. Now, I do believe uh, Austin has sustained an injury here. Now, it was either... Off, the, off a back elbow from Mark Mera or a drop kick off the top rope. You yeah. may notice that Steve Austin's mouth is looking a little bit discolored. Ooh. Mm. Bit of hard way, brother. Hard way, brother, brother, brother. And uh, not happy about it. Yeah, you can tell like he's, he's got a bit of red around the older. Yeah. He keeps like touching his mouth just to go, oh, are, we, uh, are we in order here? <laughs> I love it. I love, like, oh, he's coming straight towards me. I'll just wait here. Wrestling's I, great. I do like the fact as well with Mark Merrow that he can do, he does a shooting star press, doesn't he? And he can do all that kind of stuff, but still off the top rope, double axe handle. Yeah. No fart around there. <laughs> Simple and effective. Here we go. I think, I think we're moments away. Oh, yeah. Austin is bleeding quite a bit. Yeah. 
Like looks, like, looks like he has a disc beard like Sean Dyche. <laughs> he has a hell of a throwback. He's been mentioned a few times in the office. This week. He has, Sean Dyche. Yeah. That is Steve Arthur. There he is. Busted yeah. up lip. Bad way. Oh. Very bad way for our boy. Yeah. It's... it's Although you hope it's nothing serious, there is there is nice something good about a bit of colour, isn't there? A bit mm. of colour. It's a nice little show of his happy birthday. Mm. The old, uh, he's a maverick, he is. <laughs> and you don't know. Sorry, I'm just getting nice <laughs> messages from, from Tom Cruise. That was why I said maverick. It's, it's Tim's birthday today as well, isn't it? It is Tim's birthday. I got in today and there was a little card on my keyboard that said, Happy Buffy, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so good luck to Tim. Good luck, Tim. He's also having a lovely birthday. I hope he's all right. Tim Crumble. I like the fact that you guessed it was me as well. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't sure at first. It was Aiden. Aiden gave a clue when he went, This fucking twat that sits here. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna miss you when I'm dead oh we're all gonna miss you when you're dead yeah it's well, a long time dead though so it's okay yeah long time dead yeah I'm gonna hang on for a bit yeah long time till we're dead and then we're a long time dead oh yeah. Dead. yeah yeah. I want at least another five years that'd be nice oh yes I want, another, I want a presidential run <laughs> four more years that's all I ask I want Eames chair at some point and then after I've had you know a couple of months in that chair I'm done. I thought I was going to die at 37, and I don't know why. I always thought I was going to die at 37. Yeah. And then 37 came and went, and I was like, oh, okay. Fashionably late for the 27 Club. Yeah, fashionably late. <laughs> My dad was told when he was younger by um, by like a... Like a oh, Undertaker. Not Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, like a future seer, fortune teller. Yeah. He was told by a fortune teller that he would be his he would die at the age of fifty. Oh. And like and, and quietly spent the whole fifty going like, oh god. He's fine now. Like it's been like ten years since then. And he's still going. Well, <laughs> he's still cracking on. It's one of those I think more There it is! Stone Gold Stunner. There it is. And they've named it. And it's to the throat as well. That's how Mark Marrow's selling her. Now, that was, I think that's where there's been some disambiguation regarding the birth of the stunner. Yeah. That is the first time that it is name-checked as the Stone Cold, Cold stunner. stunner. Yeah. Uh, and, but he's obviously done it on Raw. Yeah. And, and he did it earlier in the match to, yeah. to break out of a sleeper. And he did it to be Savio Vega to get to this match. And he did it to be Savio Vega it, on last week on Raw, probably. It's like when we watching uh, a Raw from, I think, the tail end of 95, when it's Bret Hart against Goldust. And Goldust taps out. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, yeah, the tap out didn't come to WWF until Ken Shamrock. It's like, well, it clearly, clearly didn't. It clearly, clearly was there beforehand. And there it is. There's the stunner. Proper sell. I mm. like I like stunners like that. I don't like the rock selling. I don't like Scott Hall selling mm. where you're flying. It's, it's the equivalent of the Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan oversell to me. I just prefer crumple. It become, yeah, it's become very much a, 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 an, over, an overblown move in this day yeah. and age. Um, yeah, so as um, Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer described it, uh, a cutter-type move yeah. from Steve Austin called the... Uh, basically, oh, yeah, he said, Austin got the pin using his stone-cold stunner, which is basically the same move as the diamond cutter or ace crusher. Ish. It's not, though. Yeah. Uh, great effort by both wrestlers. Uh, what did Dave give it on the old star front? If he says great effort, I'm going to say three and a half. Three and three quarters. Ooh. Uh, first, I'm hearing from Aurelian Smith Jr. 
tonight, aka Jake. My favorite promo Robert. ever. Promo guy, Jake Roberts. Now he's very religious at this point as yeah. well. It's not quite the muck of avarice promo, but it's still. <laughs> I love that promo so much. Which is that one? Uh, WrestleMania, Ted DiBiase. He's like, those people could have used that money for essentials, but you made them beg. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like as you wallow in the muck of avarice. It's like, Jake, oh. kill him. Kill him. So good. Wallow in the muck of avarice. Is that young Matthew Hardy? It is a young Matthew Hardy. No, Jeffrey Hardy, though. I'm not Mm. quite sure where Jeff is tonight. Uh, As at this moment in time, I can reveal. Let's see if I've got it on my notes here. I'm sure I have. So, obviously, Steve Austin has been uh, bust open. At this point, he'd been checked out, and they went, yeah, yeah. Your mouth bust open. He was rushed to hospital during the show. Shit. Now, that's that's obviously, that's a big part of history. And everyone goes, oh, my God. Because obviously he comes back. Hmm. But I did a little bit of Google Maps. Uh, he was taken to Aurora Sinai Medical Center, which is a three-minute drive away. So it's not uh. too bad. <laughs> so when they say he, he was rushed to hospital and back, nah, they just, they, they bust. he could have walked in 15 minutes, but they yeah. probably gave him a lift. Um, he got stitched up. So as we speak, he's probably getting a t-shirt on yeah and he's being taken over to aurora sinai medical center where he's going to get stitched up and they probably you know slipped an extra hundred dollars like get it done quick yeah oh i mean yeah i mean this is that is the one glory of the american health service is that obviously if he's obviously if he has gone to the nhs and we love the nhs we oh my it. god yeah, yeah. we would be fucking lost without the nhs in this country protect the nhs at all fucking costs but having said that, we know what the NHS is like. So if you were to, unfortunately, if that had happened at a UK show, you wouldn't have made it back for the main event. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would have been a long queue to be seen because it's a very busy service and it's very heavily put upon. Uh, so he, I guess the, the equivalent would have been they'd have gone, let's take him to a boop around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with, and with America, this is the only time, the only time that their service was useful in the sense that it was probably quiet and they went, here's all the money up front. Here's a little bit extra. Can you please stitch him up? Yeah. And they just sprung to life. Yeah, no worries, sir, get him in. Da, 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 da. It's just weird that he didn't have an extensive backstage medical staff at this point. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I imagine they did, but they probably didn't have the sort of extensive ex, extra s- staff. It's just Pat Patterson with the glasses on the end of his nose. Like the old toy maker in Toy Story 2, fixing mm. Woody. Pass me the needle. <laughs> no, we'll go to the hospital, Pat. <laughs> Pass me the needle, I'll do it. No, don't, Pat. I, I, I did it with Hunter Hearst Hemsley. <laughs> <laughs> I do it with Rock after he pine busted. He's amazing. <laughs> God love him. God rest his soul. Uh, so Jake Roberts has been the story of the King of the Ring. Fired up as he's coming to the ring. That's yeah. Well. Like this is a big push for Jake. Like a, and it's like and the, revolu- the, the revelations and the, the, uh, the resurrection story. Yeah. You know, very religious, deep in religion. Which makes what's happening, what's actually going to happen even better. Yeah. And actually defines the moment because of how heavily he leans into uh, the religious element. But he's got to get past Vader first. <sighs> well, he's, he's not been leaning too heavily into it on Raw that we've seen. They've kind of like briefly mentioned it. No, they've oh, no, not on Raw so much, but on Action Zone, they've had long interviews with they've him. They've had the bit, yeah, where he's talking about And he's talked about finding yeah. God. And, and, and even in that interview just there where he was quoting yeah. the Bible. Uh, Say by I think he quoted Psalms, which is uh, appropriate. Yeah, and there's snakes called Revelation as well. Isn't his it? snake is called Revelation. His snake is called Jesus is a friend of mine. Uh, 
28 minutes in, if you're keeping track. 28 and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Vader has Jake Roberts down in a, an arm ringer. Interesting combo. Don't worry, it didn't last too long. <laughs> we're going to stress on this too long. But this is an interesting position to put Vader in a King of the Ring. Yeah. I feel like King of the Ring should be for... I always feel weird about like main event lads being in the King of the Ring. Mm. I feel like it's more like a like like a like a lesser said Super Jacob type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you have like the the young talent, it's a chance for them to move up a move up a rung. It's it's like for me when they do the Mercury Music Prize and they'll be like, oh yeah, and this year Radiohead are in it. I was like, yeah, oh. it's like what are That's the parameters for this example. prize? Yeah, great example yeah. that is. Like why? Uh, yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be established people. But having said that. Jake Roberts being in there, I think it's a nice story because he's been away for a while and it's the idea like he's coming back as a new person, so he's coming back from underneath. And he's not in his prime, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's not. Uh... So I think I'm sure who. So he beat Helmsley, didn't he, to get here? Yes. And again, Helmsley's on a Helms on a downswing anyway, so there's not yeah. too much, not too much harm done there. But Vader's clearly on a downswing if. Vader's been on a downswing for much since he got here. It's ridiculous because he, so... he came in so hot. Yeah, beat up Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love Vader. Vader's one of my, possibly my favorite big man ever. Was it just, do you think, because he wasn't a WWF born guy that it never really clicked? Despite the fact the old main event of pay per view in the summer. I think, yeah, it's probably his reputation preceded him as well mm. as being a big bruising bastard. And obviously Vince, he likes his wrestlers to look a certain way, doesn't he? Yes. Which I always find it funny, like when we talk about it in the office, and we're just like, ah, oh, X couldn't be X in a fight because he's really tall. I was like, no, that's just Vince McMahon talking to you, saying that if someone's six foot five and really muscly, they're the world's best fighter. Bruce Lee would beat the piss out of the great Carly. <laughs> like, like <clears throat> it's true. Yeah. Vince always liked those big guys that were just like... Oh, yeah. But you could... But what's annoying is the majority... Like, there's so many where you've come in, they've been, oh, they're so big. But you can tell they're crap. Yeah. And, like, you know, it, you can just tell that there's there's no... Like, Omos has come a long way, but Omos still isn't there. Mm. But there was talk about Omos being, like, the, like Vince's big plan for a future main event. Yeah, because talent. V Vince loves giant versus giant matches, doesn't he? And not many others do. Oh, Oh, cheeky. Ah. So, Jake hooked Vader in for the DDT. Yeah. Vader grabbed the ref. And Vader pulled the ref down with him. I said, kind of protects Vader, but still. If you're going to protect them, why put them in the tournament? Mm, yeah, exactly. Like, but, but I believe what happens next is the whole reason for this match being. Yeah. So, so Jake's won. He hasn't pinned Vader. Vader... Just does a number on him. Yeah. Just to kind of add a little bit of extra drama to the main event. Oh, Faith No More guy from the ECW Arena's front row. Yay! I wonder how much money he earns. Like, he gets about. Yeah. His whole life was like touring wrestling shows. I like the fact that people actually asked James Martin, Sir Jim Martin of Faith No More, oh, was that you at the ECW Arena? He was like, no, <laughs> I was on tour. <laughs> I love how people thought that was. It's definitely you, isn't it? 
No. <laughs> but you were in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. He's like, yeah, in in 1991. <laughs> People are funny. Yeah. yeah. People are the funny. <laughs> but again, like we were saying about Vader and the heat he had from destroying Gorilla Monsoon, if they just had him doing this literally every week to everyone he faced. Perfect. Yeah. You've you got could, a top guy. Yeah, you could get away with him getting DQ'd more often or whatever. I know it's better to have wins than losses, but fuck it. The thing is, and WWE know that, if they like a guy, they will protect Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. They'll book them in a, in a complimentary manner. But boy, but you can tell when they don't. Yeah. I mean, look oh. at Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. Oh, but, Wurzel alert. Bring. Bring. There's a Wurzel. Jake's hurt. Hope he'll be all right in the main event. Oh, God. What did uh, Dave Meltzer give Jake Roberts versus Vader, King of the Rings semi-final? Half a star. A quarter of a star. You are far too polite for that. It did a, it did a job in terms of storytelling. Yeah. But that's about all it achieved. Yeah. That, <laughs> I just saw someone wearing the official King of the Ring 1996 t-shirt. It's just Ultimate Warrior going, It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. It's an, it, there you go, look. That's the finish. Hmm. Bit ropey. Yeah. I wanted to face the stone man in the main event. Jack what? Atkins thinks I'm fucking mint. <laughs> the stone man, what a Fred Flintstone. Steve Austin. <laughs> Made of us of Fred Flintstone would be amazing. Was, was Steve Austin never in the Flintstones because his name is already a good pun? Yeah. Stone Cold, we can call you Stone. Oh, you're already Stone. Stone Cold Stone Austin. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve CM, Dinosaur. CM Rock. Oh, Coliseum exclusive. I love these. Is that Marilyn Monroe tie? <laughs> it is. Because he's a classy man. <laughs> Vader. We cut out to Vader having really angry shit. <laughs> he's like, oh, God. Shouldn't have had that last booner. <laughs> the man they call Vader, he's eating 17 eggs and he is ready. <laughs> oh. Well, Tom! <laughs> well, Tom! Well, big poo! Fuck, big poo! Oh, the goddens have little goats. They got a goat. Is it goat or a pig? It's a goat, it? Yeah, they had pigs last time. The little pigs look so frightened. Things. These goats look a bit happy. He's throwing him around like, hey! Like his baby blanket, for fuck's sake. I do love little goats. I do. Like, have you ever been to a goat farm? No. I've been to a farm where they've had little goats, but not a specific goat farm. Oh, ah, okay. Have you seen goat yoga? No. Goat yoga? You do yoga in a room full of goats. Great. Goats like climb on you and stuff like that. Yeah. It's great. Looks like looks like a lot of fun. That's My stinks. friend Jen did it. Oh, I bet it stinks. Yeah. But it's very relaxing doing a having a bit of fun with the goat. <laughs> having like. fun with the goat. Those that, poor that, little buggers there. That little goat's lovely. He's lovely, bye bye. He's like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, hello, Howard Finkel. I'm a goat. Hello. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Put me down. I don't like it, Dad. Dad, I don't like. Don't throw him. That goat is actually built like Poppy. Oh, he's bagging his tail. I think that's a good thing. I hope so. He's the... yeah, it's, follow, it's following him around. So. Oh. oh I think they're having an okay time. Oh, sniffing the ref. Hello, ref. Ah. Oh. They're, just watching, they're watching the Godwins stomping. I'm just annoyed with these little goats now. I just, I, I'm not watching the Godwins. I'm looking at the goats. I'm a man that stares at goats. Talking to goats. <laughs> Can't 
believe Barkon got rid of his moustache, though. <laughs> right, so... Bit of, bit of this is earlier today. Okay? It's cloudy. cloudy! On the list, don't worry. Okay, you got it, Cloudy. Sausage! Yeah. So this is Sonny's new manager, Cloudy. Right, so... I know their name. If, is this the person you were talking about before? And I... Spoiler. <laughs> I referenced this to the managers list because it's amazing. This is Chris Candido's mate, Jimmy Shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a name that we've made up in the office. Yeah. Like, like, like Jimmy Shoulders is like, like Paul Goose's tag partner. I, I saw it and I was like, that, that's, a, that's such a good name. <laughs> so Cloudy is indie wrestler Jimmy Shoulders. What a great name. <laughs> what a great name. Like while I was writing, I was like, ah, oh, Jimmy Shoulders called Cloud. And then it took me a minute to go, oh yeah, Cloudy, that's ripping on Sonny. But Jimmy Shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> so the story of how this all came to pass. So he's a, he's a longtime friend of Chris Candido's. Yeah. Uh, he used to drive Chris Candido to wrestling training. I ended up doing something at a WCW event, maybe something to do with like a WCW training camp. Okay. So he ended up driving him there. So Cloudy, or Jimmy Shoulders, would drive him there, sit in the crowd, sit in the seats, and watch the whole thing go on. Mm. Chris Candido runs up to him one day and says, I need a massive favor because they've said, unless you're here to train, you're not allowed to be here. And I need you to stay here because you'll give me a lift home. <laughs> Can you come down and just do some training? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he learned like arm drags and stuff from some of the wrestlers there. Um, and he ended up helping out with the show that day. Kind of sort of getting into it from just there. Paying his dues. Yeah. yeah. He ended up going to the Monster Factory with Chris Candido and actually joining in. Um, and he started, they started training him week to week. He had a, he had a few one-on-ones with Larry Sharp. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And he was only there just sort of guided his career and Larry Larry Sharp said uh, this is an interview that um that, that Jimmy Shoulders did with In Your Head Wrestling Radio back Jimmy in 2018 such a good name but that it's not even his real name well obviously I don't think there was a Mr and Mrs Shoulders his name, is, a... his name is Mike Shoulders <laughs> <laughs> um Larry Sharp says we've got to come up with a name for you a real name for you you're good looking you got some blonde hair you got these big shoulders I know, handsome Jimmy Shoulders. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it screams. I haven't done my fucking homework. Quick, the boss. Quick, the teacher's coming. Uh, handsome Jimmy Shoulders. Fantastic. WWE should take a, a, a note out of Larry Sharp's book <laughs> when they have these people. It's called Ah. Oh, here's Chase Fontaine from. Darby. It's like, no one in Darby's called Chase. <laughs> Someone from Darby is definitely called Jimmy Shoulders. <laughs> it's like, it's like it, Sean's dad that years ago used to work in a lumberyard and his nickname was Mick the Wood. <laughs> like, stuff like that. So. <laughs> My dad had a mate called Pete the Teach because he was a headmaster for a while. Yeah. So he was Pete the Teach. Even when he retired, he was still Pete the Teach. Um, <laughs> but I love the I, I love the rush nature of it. I mean, it could, if you were there, Larry Sharp going, "Oh, we need a name for you." Shit, um, you got a beard, you know, like like handsome man, glasses, beardy Jack glasses, <laughs> beardy Jack glasses. That's that's you now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> beardy Jack glasses gonna kick your asses. <laughs> Actually, that's quite good. Yeah, yeah, pop that in. Right, write down beardy Jack glasses. <laughs> And we'll pretend that we came up with it last week. 
When were you hit, which you've already heard? <laughs> Beardy Jack. So, so that's how, okay, so that's part of the story. So that's how Jimmy Shoulders got into wrestling. When it came to this gimmick, Jimmy Shoulders. Jimmy Shoulders. I've known about this for months, and it still tickles me. It's still, it's a great name. He said, um, Chris and I used to kid around. We never wanted to work for the WWF. We always wanted to work for WCW, but we used to just to kid around and do silly things. We used to say, I'd paint my ass blue and dance like a gorilla in the ring if that's what got me a job. Anyway, one day, Chris calls me up and says, hey, remember when you said you wanted to paint your ass blue and jump around like a gorilla? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he said, well, look, it's not that bad, but Vincent Mann wants you in the office on Thursday morning. So he says, I get up there, I go pick Chris up, we head to the office in Stanford, we go into the conference room with Jason DeVince's office, we've got Jim Ross, JJ Dillon, Bruce Pritchard, Jim Cornette, me and Chris. We're talking, we're going back and forth, and out of nowhere, uh, Vince McMahon says, Jim, welcome to Titan Sports. And they offer him a contract. Wow. And he signs. And they say, so, did Chris clue you in on what you were doing? And, and Jimmy goes, no. And apparently everyone started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to play Cloudy. That's, that's some good shit, <laughs> You've already signed, prick. <laughs> and there he is. There's Jimmy Shoulders. Jimmy, Jimmy Shoulders. And you know what? Gives it socks. Yeah, of course. Can't, can't fault. Cannot fault Jimmy Shoulders' work here. And he has got good shoulders. He has got good shoulders. <laughs> he has got good shoulders as Jimmy Shoulders. Oh, he's got biceps as well. He could have been Carl Biceps. <laughs> Handsome Carl Biceps. <laughs> I would quite like to have actually. I don't know. How, I don't think we go that far with Cloudy. Sadly, no, I don't think we do. It's a bit of a bit, but I love the idea of like having Cloudy like out there with with uh, Skip and Zip one day, and then having like the smoking guns like get in their face and go like and like push Cloudy. Yeah, as, as Cloudy's like primping primping her hair. They push Cloudy, and Cloudy just fucking laughs them. <laughs> just fucking goes to town, obliterates Billy and Bart Gunn single-handedly. And it's just there, like, holding clumps of their hair, just heavy breathing, like, you fucker! I'm gonna fucking have you! <laughs> Raj packet Cloudy shoulders. <laughs> Raj packet Cloudy shoulders. Get back to the match, though. No, <laughs> Raj packet Cloudy shoulders. It's interesting, like... Have the guns officially turned heel now? Because they yeah. jumped them from the start. Yeah. Jumped the the um, the guards. Sonny has poisoned them. Yeah. Um, both on board with the heelness. Bart Gun less down with the wickedness, hmm. but more down with like we're fucking champs. Billy's easily distracted by a pair of breeds at ringside. Yeah. Uh, but Bart is the one that's going. We just, just focus. We've got to win matches. Yeah. He's less into into Sonny as Billy is, but they're they're very much heel now. She's like she she like poisons the waterhole of every tag team that she yeah. swims in, and I quite like that as a gimmick. Thinking on, not that I know what happens past this night because this is live. Um, we can't be seeing much more of the smoking guns after this. No, we do. Do we? Yeah. When does uh, when does when does Honky Tonk Man come? It's the ninety-seven. Jesus. Okay. You call him Billy Gunn, his name's now Rockabilly. <laughs> get out quick, Rockabilly, we know this is shit. Rockabilly. It's the way he says it, where he knows it's bullshit. Yeah. And he says it dead quick. In the same way that The Rock announced he faced John Cena at next year's Mania in front yeah. of the live crowd. He knew it was gonna he knew it was gonna go down like a like a, like a turd in a lift. And, <laughs> and just said it dead quick. Rockabilly. Uh WrestleMania 28. Next, no, leave me out, right? 
It's it's yeah, it's odd Billy Gunn's career trajectory because what I've seen of Rockabilly, turds. Mm. But that initial run of the New Age Outlaws, one of my favorite tag teams. Brilliant. It say it saves Billy Gunn's career, especially that that early era of them though, where they were just when they were with. They went in DX, they were just mates of them because they were just a pair of twats. Yeah. Turning up, locking people in bins, throwing them off stages, smacking some bastards. They were just arseholes, and it was great. It was so different. It was a real shot in the arm that the tag division needed. Yeah. Where the tag division has very much been like, here is a wrestler, here is another wrestler, they've got the same gimmick, and that's the thing. And they just turn up and go, we haven't got gimmicks, we're just two shitheads. Yeah. We're wearing and, South Park t-shirts. Yeah, and- we're, just, we're just, and we're just shitting on the legacy of all these wrestlers. Look, stolen animals. Shoulder yeah. pads, yeah. <laughs> Shave their heads, <laughs> just pieces of shit. Yeah, and uh, it suits. I think Billy. I think Road Dog very much the the force, yes. the driving force. But Billy Gunn, you know, certainly carries his own. Oh, in definitely that, in that yeah. team. And it's a shame that we don't see them back together, even for just like a segment these days. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because obviously Billy is doing great stuff in AEW. Yeah, I like him as Daddy Ass in that. I think that's good. Fair play to him. Another career rejuvenated. Yeah. Well, this 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 is coming the week after it was revealed that um, during the Billy Gunn birthday segment on AEW the other week, that Anthony Bowens reached out to Chuck Palumbo. Because oh. they, they wanted to have Chuck Palumbo in a box. Like, here's your present, Daddy Ass. Lift it off his Chuck in the headband. Oh, wow. But I never knew just, that. They just couldn't get the timing to work. Because oh. he said, basically, Anthony Bowens said, we just had a list of like 100 different things and threw them all out there. And said, obviously, lots of them didn't play out, but the one they really wanted, they wanted Chuck Palumbo in a box. Oh, <laughs> it would have been great. Absolutely brilliant. And was Chuck up for it, but obviously he's obviously he's busy. He <laughs> makes bikes, doesn't he? <laughs> Couldn't get an afternoon off, no? no. Couldn't just, like, not, just like ask someone else to finish off the, the spokes on a Harley. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? The, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I, he's obviously got a life outside of wrestling, but I always sort of call shenanigans that like guys like that, they go, do you want to come do dynamite? Oh, I'm booked. Low, six o'clock. Well, yeah. I went south pretty. Just, <laughs> I'm booked. I couldn't do it. I can imagine you eating a raw onion like the Grinch. I did in a news video during lockdown. Why? Could it, <laughs> if you tried living in a in a box of infinite nothing, and having to come up with funny intros to these videos on your own. <laughs> yeah, fair. Three, three a day sometimes. Fair. Just going, and then I, 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 much I enjoyed putting the intros together, I did breathe a sigh of relief when we pivoted away from doing the intros and going straight into the headlines. I was like, that's yeah, a bit of a creative relief, that is. I mean, my first four or five months working for this company, I didn't talk to a single person. Oh, man. I was just left on my own devices. And yeah. Pachit was just like, oh, what do you want to write today? I was like, oh, I'm going to write this, this, and this. He's like, cool. <laughs> I'd be like, right. <laughs> you joined at such an odd time. We yeah. were all just different. I remember one day, I think it might have been November of 2020, I had to come to the office to pick something up. And like all the desks were like empty and all the computers had been pulled away. I felt a bit sad mm. as I came in. I was just like, this is so sad. Like I remember when this was all just having a laugh and having a joke. It's like, yeah, because it was really sad to be here. We worked together for two weeks, didn't we, in September 2020? Yeah, and then, and then we went home again. Yeah, because I came in. I was sat next to you. I had to build my own chair, ended up bleeding. Mm. And then we set up a PC for me and it was in German. And I was like, oh, fantastic. Nah, I remember that. 
Yeah. I remember the German PC. Yeah. That so was it's funny. Still in German. <laughs> use your laptop, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> but you've got a PC there. I, I decadent. Use, use it for other stuff because he came in one day because Aidan and I use um, our MacBooks because we're just used to using them. And we spent money on them. We don't want them sitting at home collecting dust. No. Um, and he's like, oh, what's wrong with the PCs? It's like, oh, nothing. We just use them for watching wrestling. Everyone's got two screens, except mm. for Aiden and I. We've just got one screen PCs and our laptops, so we just do it that way around instead. Yeah, that works. Yeah. 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 I can't get me around a Mac. It's just I think we talked about it yeah. I'm just like, everything's the other way around. As far as I'm concerned, it makes my head twitch. Whereas I used... PCs for years and now going back to Windows it's like oh I, oh yeah <laughs> oh 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 that's it I, I mean Pablo's got the right idea on how to use a Windows laptop because yeah. he just sits on it that's good he just sits on it that's good yeah he's a good lad Pablo he's a good boy he gets it this morning one night after I came back from the run and we did some Christ- we did some birthday presents like as soon as I as soon as I came into the front room it was just like these are my presents. Hey. These are mine now. I didn't even ask. Did you get anything nice? I've got oh, a, you got the velvetizer. Velvetizer. I've got, um, got a lot of luxury velvet- velvetized chocolate. i got a lovely gift voucher for Fennec in Newcastle, mm. which I should be taking full use of. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got uh, cash from my parents, which yeah. is very kind. Very, very much appreciated. Cash is king. And a, and a Barry the Shark chalkboard. <laughs> nice. It's like a big shark chalkboard. Oh, cool. Uh, Alex has said, my dad bought you this. Um, please take it into work with you because I don't want it in the house. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> we'll take it in. Um, and uh, Alex and Alex's mum and dad bought us dinner last night. Very that nice. Was nice. Yeah. Because um, basically they came up on Sunday. Billy Gunn has retained the tag titles. Um, they came up on <laughs> they came up Sunday night, and uh, they always buy dinner. They always buy dinner, and and it's so I clandestinely bought dinner on mm. Sunday night. Like I snuck to the bar as I went to the loo and just said, look, can you put that on this card? So then when they brought the bill over and it was like like a couple of drinks had been bought after I'd paid, Alex's dad was furious with me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> buy your dinner. Yeah. It's, it's like Alex's dad and my dad are the same. They insist on, oh, no, no, I'm buying. It's me, it's me, I'm buying it, I'm buying it, I'm buying it. So you've got to be really sneaky to do it. And if you get past them, if you trick them, they get very cross with you. Because mm. <laughs> they get very annoyed with you. If my, you end up buying dinner. My dad's the same. And if I go to Painstead, my woman just goes, what are you doing that for? Don't be daft. Save your money. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's the thought. Yeah. You made the motion to do I, it. The, the offer was there. Yeah. They, they appreciate the offer. There's a boy! Hey! That's up, boy. Birthday, Tom. Hey, birthday, King. Hey, what a, tr- what a great birthday this is. I get to watch Bulldog in the main event. Oh, superb. What Look a- at him. Look at him go. Ooh. It's like he's like, I've sort of come die with me again. It's going to flex. We're never going to top that, are we? I, that was, mate, the fact that was off the off the top of your head, it's terrifying. Terrifying. I just, yeah, Bulldog's taken over my life. I was I was re-listening to one of our recent episodes. Oh, gosh. I don't, do, do, don't do that. I, I never listen to them. I, do it for I pr- barely proof check them. I do it for <laughs> prosperity to pick up on jokes and to see if there's anything I can improve on. Um, and Sean came in, it was just me, and you go, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. and she went, what the hell is that? And I said, that's that's the most popular part of no, our podcast. That's <laughs> work, that is, Sean. Yeah. Not that you'd know. Yeah. <laughs> NHS nurse, Sean. Did Not t- that you'd know anything about that. She did six cesarean sections yesterday. <laughs> Jack told a joke in the office that made me do a big laugh after that. <sighs> yeah, Jack King. Yeah, he said, oh, what, as in, she prepared a salad with croutons and... <laughs> And I just gave him a withering look and just, he just went, I'm sorry. <laughs> absolutely floored me. 
<laughs> it was great. It was it was the commitment to the bit. Even after I gave him that look, he carried on going. Just kept going. Yeah. So much of a gag is just the commitment to the gag. Talking of commitment. To oh the my gag. god, Diana's smiling. Oh god, that's terrifying. Mr. Perfect just popped up in the background there. Did you see that? Yes, he was checking some shit. Oh. Sega Saturn blimp there as well. Whoa. There is the Sega Saturn blimp. But yeah, it's the only thing about Sega that's up at the moment. Hey. Ooh, commitment commitment to bits is a good thing. Did you see um, Jack last week? They did their predictions for the no the what they want to happen at the Rumble. Yes. And he did his random 30-man rumble. Incredible. Incredible. I do would suggest that you check out the uh, the nine pitches for the rumble still. YouTube.com forward slash cultaholic. It's called something, yeah. Yeah. Commit to the bit. Always commit to the bit. Uh, 52 minutes and 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. So I'm going to commit to a bit. Jerry Lawler is by a throne with a mic. And just above him is a sign that says "Ara Video," which has not aged well. <laughs> you know, very uh, a very a very blatant representation of somebody who is uh, known to be a sexual deviant. Yeah, beneath a sign that says "Ara." <laughs> My close personal friend Rob finds this. Two one five nine four nine eight nine eight nine. What bar chat? What's that? The, the Corey hotline. <laughs> Call chat back. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, fifty, fifty, fifty. <laughs> it's chat back. So, what we have here is a failure to communicate. What we have here is Jerry Lawler filling, padding, yeah. and stretching. Oh yeah, he's, you can tell straight away. As soon as he started slowly ambling towards the throne, it's like he's stolen for time here. Do you know why? Has Warrior not shown up yet? No, he's here. He's in the building. Okay. But he is fucked. <laughs> right. Uh, he suffered a shoulder injury on the road last week. So he shouldn't really be wrestling because mm. he can't, like, his big move is gorilla press. He ain't doing a night. And the shoulder barge as well. Yeah. So once again, we find ourselves in a situation where Ultimate Warrior is in a pay-per-view match where fuck all can be done. Now, last time it was the Goldust. And Goldust was the one that was injured on yeah. this occasion. But this time it's Jerry Lawler. But regardless, it means that there's been two months of the row where Warrior's been on a pay-per-view card and he can't do anything. Great. He's fucked. So Vince is probably backstage going, hmm, probably shouldn't have brought him back for a third time. Hmm, one would have thought. Yeah. So, uh, oh, by the way, uh, what did Dave give Guns versus the Godwins? Two. One and a quarter. Okay. Not... Not too far off. You're not too far off. <laughs> I mean, they are good. They are zingers. Oh, he's he's great with a zinger, Jerry Lawler, for whatever else we may say or think about him. When it comes to a zinger, he's a good lad. Would you like a mini cheddar nipple? What? Yeah. They are double Gloucester and chai flavor. Mini cheddar nipple? I've never even heard of these. Oh, they, oh, they're, oh, they're pungent. Are they? Oh, they're pungent. I, might, I, I won't keep these out. Because they are very pungent. I'll try one, see how pungent yeah. it is. Give it a go. It's akin to a cheeselet. Yeah. It's a, it's, they are, they, I've had them before and they're quite delicioso. They're not bad. But they are pungent. God, King is stalling for time here. <laughs> He's found some teenage girls on the front row. Run, uh, run, run, well, run. Well, all right, video. 
I was going to um, say, in, in terms of it being 90s and seeing a sea change and talking to sex offenders, a couple of minutes ago, there was someone in the audience in a Marilyn Manson t-shirt. Oh, so, there you uh, go. Yeah. Jerry Lawler doing the classic, oh, you all, you all stink here in the Mecca. <laughs> it's like, you can't I say hate that. being here in place. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, citizens of place, oh, they're poor. Oh. It is fun being a, being a baddie in wrestling. Oh, yeah. And my brief dalliance doing it was great fun. It does look like an absolute blast. Yeah. You'd like it. You'd be good at it. Oh, yeah. I just turn out and say, no one touch me. No one look me in the eye. You're all farts. <laughs> Fuck off. It's me and me easy. and Jimmy Shoulders. We're going to yeah. go to the casino later. It's easy money because you just go, Jimmy Shoulders will not wrestle tonight until you shut up. That's <laughs> <laughs> you good for five minutes. I'm just like, it's Pavlovian. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> and that's the Clive Fuck guarantee. <laughs> Clive Fuck will do exactly what he says on the tin with every single one of you. I'll clive you all. <laughs> I'm going to come into the crowd and fuck every one of you. Starting with you, mister. <laughs> Get here. Clive, Get here. fuck. Step between those ropes. Fuck by name. Fuck by nature. That's enough stalling. Well done, mate. That's, that's four of your allotted ten minutes for this match. Jesus, what? <laughs> Wrestling is so much bollocks. You know the way they go on about like Will Ospreay and Masawa have like the most five star plus rated matches. Is Ultimate Warrior shooing for the most like duds and Ooh. like minus stars and stuff? That's a great question, and I don't know whether it's one we've ever done a list on. Hmm. Oh, might know. see because I know Jack did the history of the five star match, didn't he? Pretty sure he did. I'm gonna I'm gonna send a message to head office. Yeah. Have we? Because every, everyone everyone likes a a shiter, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they do. do you know what they do? And that's Jerry Lawler jabbing Warrior in the kidneys with a scepter that's not even his. I'm going to ask the question. Nice bit of royal purple for the Ultimate Warrior tonight as well. Yeah, because King of the Ring. Yeah. Made an effort tonight. I thought yeah. I was supposed to last... Not last week on Raw, the week before on Raw, because last week on Raw we haven't watched yet. We have, we, you've seen it, we haven't. So the week <laughs> was it good? <laughs> was Duke the Dumpster Drozzy on it? Because <laughs> obviously we know because it's before this, but but you can tell us anyway. Yeah, why not? Time is a construct of human perception. Yeah, I found for my birthday today. I found a clip from that episode. And it's just a yellow guy going, make it stop! Oh, at the end with the roll melting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we haven't done that. Ooh. And um, it's being sent over to a writer, if you speak. Look Sup at us. Superb. So we've made the company another 10 grand in this meeting. What can mm. I say? That's why they call me... It was your idea, technically, so I should... I should say... They call me Jackie Coinstar Orlando. Uh, it was Jackie's idea, by the way. Feel bad taking credit for it. Damn the last. No, I... oh, Adam said the multitask is always impressive. Nice. <laughs> 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 I can't see him. I can see a bin. Might be him. <laughs> That's a bit rude. I know, yeah. <laughs> He's taller than a bin. <laughs> Much taller than a bin. 
There you go. I made sure it was yours. It's your idea. Good idea. But um, yeah, I think I think there's something in that. I I would say Warrior should be on the list if so. Yeah. Maybe who else could be on that? <laughs> uh, can we go a big shout out to Adam Pacitti on the uh, Cold Hollow Classic Raw Review? He's a big fan. Big fan. Listen yep. to listen to some yep. episodes sometimes. Thankfully, not all of them because we'd probably be told not to do them anymore. Yeah, definitely. But thank you very much. Big shout out, Adam Pacitti. You're, wel- you're welcome. I'd, I'd I'd be fired and kicked out of the Tyneside area. To <laughs> <laughs> be like, go back to Merseyside, you oh, little you little don't, scraggly shit. Don't do that ever. <laughs> I won't ever do that. Thanks, mate. Be furious if you did. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) For our audio listeners, Tom just furiously drank water and then just dribbled a bit down himself. A little dribble. I'm 39 now. 39 now. All all I've got to look forward to is dribbling in the window. You're you're a glimpse into my future. (laughs) What a glorious future it is. Yeah. Alex has promised that she'll push me near the near the window near enough to see when uh, I get to that point. We've got a combined age now, seventy-three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. We could form like a pension award. Oh. <laughs> Superb. Free buses all round. Yay. That's exciting, isn't it? Can't wait for my free bus pass. It's gonna be great. Oh really weird to like I normally I'm fine with birthdays, but there's something about thirty-nine that's that genuinely, every time I think about it, it makes me feel a little bit sick. But I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. It's a number. Yeah, I know. I know it is. And we all know it is, but I'm working on it. Yeah. <clears throat> Although I did laugh when I turned 34. I was just like, oh, if I was a Premier League footballer now, I probably wouldn't be playing in the league anymore. I'd probably be down a couple of divisions and yeah, just helping it. out at like Crew Alexandra or something. God, I mean, that's it. Like, if we were in the, if we were footballers, like, we'd be. Long, our time will be long over. Like the, the, I, I kind of get why football... Is, I mean, some would argue it's too much, and this probably is too much. Yeah. But I get kind of why it's high, because your your actual active time is so yeah. minimal. Like, And it's private money at the end of the day as well. Yeah, exactly. But still, I think that's why. It's because like, you'll only spend yeah. maybe like a... Maybe like a twelfth or thirtieth of your life actually doing the job. Yeah, because then you're considered too old. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know any. I don't know many strong footballers that are mid to late thirties. I might be wrong. There, there are some. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a young man's rarity. game. Yeah. Well, as as time well, getting on, had a fifteen-year-old player on the other day. Nearly scored against Fulham against Tony Khan's team. Yeah. He had a 15-year-old on the pitch. Disgusting, isn't it? It's just like... But, the, but he's, they've just gone, he's a great player. Yeah. So we're going to put him on the main squad. Yeah. Cool. We were in our 20s 15 years ago. <laughs> I keep watching shows like this, and I go, oh, 20 years ago. And you go, no. No. Like, nearly 40 years ago. Wow. Well, okay, 30, nearly 30 years 30. ago. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, nearly 80 years ago. <laughs> a long time ago well, further than it. you think I paid no attention to that much uh, it was a bag of balls uh, Jerry did some choke spots Warrior got his hope spot back after a pile driver uh, did a couple of lariats and pinned him because he can't do a press slam is this the last time we'll see the ultimate warrior that was the other thing I was going to bring to your attention say goodbye because this is the final time that the ultimate warrior will be on a WWF or E pay-per-view in a competitive capacity wow the next time he will be on a pay-per-view for the WWE will be the Hall of Fame. Wow. Think on that. See you later, Jim. See you, Jim. Thanks, mate. And there he goes. What did um, what did Dave give it? 
Dud. Dud. <laughs> Absolute dud. Does he tear into the warrior? Um, I, I cut a lot of that out. He, he mentions pathetic clotheslines and a shoulder block. Yeah. Um, with, with Warrior's injury, they don't want to risk him doing the press slam right now. He hasn't been very complimentary of him in general during his no, run. No, he hasn't. So that's, that's, in, that's consistent. It's, it's weird because it's been a damp squib of a run, but he still gets a pop every time he comes out. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what you're always competing against. Is like the, he's still beloved. He is still beloved. Gorilla Monsoon saying if he has to stop Jake versus Austin, he will because Jake's battered, mate. But Jake won't. Jake won't give up. Jake never gives up. He's, Jake. Like, he's like John Cena. Da, 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 da. Ahmed needs more CPR. Nice sign in the crowd there. I was explaining the Ahmed Goldust situation to Aiden Gibbons yesterday because I was saying we were talking about Goldust for some reason, and I was saying that yeah, last time we saw Goldust on the review, he was naked, sand apart from like a, an Intercontinental title covering his dick, and he was just sucking off a bar of chocolate, and Aiden <laughs> was wetting himself <laughs> laughing at that image. <laughs> it's a good image. If I use it as a thumbnail, yeah, it's a strong image. Yeah, so when I was listening to the podcast, I had to make sure to have my phone upside down. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'd, she'd be fine with it. Yeah. I was explaining to Alex, oh, that's gold dust. He just he dresses provocatively yeah. for comedy value. And if it's given people some weird conversations in their personal lives when they've, had to, when they've been listening to the podcast that Al Mart's come up, then so be it. Yeah. They're Fuck yous. They're probably <laughs> co- not completely fucked. Not all of you. No. Um, You're some, all nice, apart from you. Nah, some of you aren't. Um, <laughs> and you. They're probably conversations that needed to be had anyway. Don't so. forget about him either. I don't, fucking tr- I don't trust him. And them. Uh, oh, yeah, I see you reaching for the pause button to think about. Nah, yeah, you. No. You. I see you. Yeah, yeah soldier on. Yeah. yeah. If you've just seen a duck while listening to this, I'm talking about you. Yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone is watching this whilst looking at some ducks on a pond. Oh, I'd love that. If you are, send us a picture. Prove yeah. it, yeah. you coward. <laughs> We won't accept geese, no, swans. It's gotta be a duck. It's gotta be a duck. It's a lovely duck pond in Newcastle. Is there? Mm. Go for a walk there sometimes on my way home from the radio station. If I take the if I take the scenic route, mm. I'll go via the via the lake. I'll go via the duck pond. Yeah. It's lovely. And there's a nice little coffee hut coffee hutch. Oh. Mm. Have a nice little coffee. Whereabouts is this? It's just off back of St. James's Park. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'll go there, watch the ducks, and I'll have a nice uh <clears throat> a nice like Colombian roast coffee from there and and go dogging. Yeah. She come to my hometown, the former dogging capital of the world. Oh, Dogcaster. Dogcaster, yeah. <laughs> British bulldogger. Oh. I'd like to spend more time in the pool. I've only... I'm sorry, I forget, I forget the man guy oinks like a pig at this point. The man guy makes his way to the ring. Because I've only been there for like work purposes. Yeah. It's a very small city. Yeah. Set, well, city centre. Very small. But it's, but, it's, but it's perfectly formed and like compact. And yeah. Like everything you need is... It's probably why you gravitated to Newcastle so much. Yeah. Because it's like a small city, but everything's within reaching distance and there's nice. everything you need. And yeah. The sushi available at 2 a.m. Not that you want it, but it's there. It's there. It's there for you. Nice architecture. Again, like Newcastle. A mm. uh, good sense of humor. And fellas calling people bastards in the street. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, what, that's all you need, isn't it? Yeah. That's all you need. I did a few random gigs on. You might, if you, you might have blinked and missed it. I did a few random gigs on Juice One Hundred Four Point Nine. Oh, good old Juice in the pool. Yeah, they, they called me up a few times. I did a few cover weekends on Juice in Liverpool. Were you up at the tower? 
No, no that's Radio, Radio City. City. Nah, yeah, never. I never, was 6.7. Yeah, I've always wanted to do a gig up the tower, but Bauer have never really shown much interest in what I do. That's fine. I've, I've visited but, the radio studios up there. They're great, aren't they? Oh, lovely. They're amazing. It's where Pete Price used to do his show from. Was he'd look over the entire city whilst he was called a lizard every week. Pete, you lizard. <laughs> I am not a fucking lizard. You told that. <laughs> you, you, you hang up now, you know, Mark. <laughs> I am not a lizard. He must have just leaned into that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He didn't really be that mad about being a lizard. Do you remember when someone went to WrestleMania with the sign saying Pete Price is a lizard? Yes, I, I got a picture of Hulk Hogan holding it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that proves it. Yeah. So and now what we need to complete the circle is find Pete Price, have him hold a sign that said Hulk Hogan had a wank on a bus. Which <laughs> 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 is a wonderful urban legend. They had a wank on a bus. It's, it's an urban legend slash running meme that's sprung up. <laughs> they started this rumor that Hulk Hogan had a little tug on a bus. Right. <laughs> Which he, Imagine Hulk Hogan getting a bus. <laughs> <laughs> He's old enough. I'm going to Google Hulk Hogan jerks off on a bus. Make um, sure you're not on the company Wi-Fi. <laughs> Hulk Hogan bus. Hulk Hogan jacking it on the bus. <laughs> what? Why have I never heard of this? <laughs> Don't forget what Jake the Stank Robert says. Stop wanking. <laughs> WWE, the fake PSA about stop masturbating. Stop <laughs> masturbation PSA. Stop wanking. The only snake I touch is Damien. Stop wanking. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the whole Hogan Buster? There's a whole. St- Hang on. When's this from? Is this like the last couple of years? He does this- take. He does. Take- <laughs> okay. Okay. I have found the bus in question. Legendary wrestler Hulk Hogan takes Greenwich Emirates airline cable car to the O2 for WrestleMania. There's a picture. Okay, yeah, there's, there's Hulk Hogan on, on our bus. bus. Yeah. I don't know where the stories come from. <laughs> Did he wanked on a bus? We're saying this as Undertaker's doing his best ever corner punches into mankind's head. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Hulk Hogan getting his, getting his lad out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the question in the work chat because I feel like it seems appropriate. Um... Where did the story start about Hulk Hogan? Lewis House will probably know this. About Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Wank. That's the only way of saying it. You just got it. Yeah. Wanking on a bus. Yeah. Where did the story start about Hulk Hogan wanking on a bus? Um, I haven't made this up, have I? <laughs> Currently, I'm writing into, into our work chat. Um, to find out this, um, Ross is typing. This is the stuff that we really want to care about. Uh, Matthew's cool friends. So Matthew, somebody Matthew knows might have yeah. done it. And Matthew, Matthew knows some very lovely people. So maybe one of Matthew's people has started that rumor. I'm just intrigued. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But it's a, so yeah. So anyway, we need Pete Price holding a sign. Yeah. Hulk Hogan had a wank on a bus. <laughs> I'll... I'll be sure to hunt down Pete next time. And please, next time I'm in town. Please do. Everyone's got his number, I assume. Yeah. yeah. I, I have seen Pete Price in the street before, and you just go, oh, that's Pete Price. And he's kind of like, he kind of wants people to Oh, he's one of him. them, is he? Well, his autobiography, I think, was called Name Dropper. I was oh. like, oh, he kind of half owns it, but... 
radio people are a bit weird like that. Yeah. They generally are quite weird. Yeah. yeah. It was when I was telling my mates back home about the uh, the flashing blade. Oh, <laughs> the flashing blade. And, uh, he's, he's our Pete Price. Yeah. Here. He's our Pete Price, Alan Robson. Well, I sent the theme to Night Owls to my mates and went, get on this banger. It's for the Geordie Pete Price, but he talks about ghosts and goblins and his nickname is the flashing blade. And they all just went, fuck off. That's amazing. <laughs> I think he was on air for like 48 years. Like yeah. he, he holds a, a record for like longest time served on air. And his shows were just... Uh, John Eiley listens to these, bless him. Hello, John. John Eiley still listens, bless your friend. Uh, John Eiley and I have had many conversations about yeah. uh, the flashing blade. Because he'd do these links at the start of his show where he kind of set out his yeah. stall. And he would just throw topics out for people to latch onto in no particular order but he mix it in with like topical stuff of and course he, he, <laughs> of course so it's like the, this amazing bed would be playing that yeah. amazing bed he'd be like uh, inquiries into uh, into sexual deviancy once again in the church we'll talk about that tonight have you ever left a shoe in public <laughs> mary was on earlier she says that uh, she uh, she wants she wants saw Hulk Hogan wanking on a bus. What's the weirdest thing you've seen on a bus? 50th anniversary today of the plague. Have you ever seen an owl in a city uh, centre? When have you ever <laughs> seen an owl in a city centre? <laughs> and that is the first 10 minutes of the show, is him just spitballing shit. That's amazing. And just seeing what bites. It's not a bad strategy yeah. for a talk show. Whenever I've covered the evening show already in Newcastle, where it's all like an, it's three hours of like phonings and stuff, I'll just go like, I've got five ideas, right? Any of these? Who's up for it? And then somebody never <laughs> be calling and go, can I solve that cost of living crisis? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I wanted to talk about, like, you know. Blamange. You want to talk, talk about how you fix a broken bed or like, uh, what's the weirdest thing that you've seen on a Tuesday? <laughs> Tell me about a time you've got, you got a body part stuck somewhere. Like, that's the, <laughs> They're my favourites. They're my favourites. I'm pretty sure I've done that. Tell me about a body part you've got stuck somewhere. Just hoping someone's going to say knob and tap. Knob. Knob and tap. Knob <laughs> <laughs> hoover. <laughs> I got my nostrils stuck. It's like, how? It's a, it's a cavern. Oh, bye. <laughs> so Mankind and Undertaker are coming. Yeah, Mankind versus Undertaker. Battering each other. Uh, yeah, so this has been a long time in the making. Mankind has been... Fantastically, yes, uh, booked on television, yes, for the past few weeks, just like a threat, a genuine threat to all and sundry. Uh, they've got over the mandible claw as the most dangerous maneuver in wrestling, and it's such a simple move. I'm a big fan yeah. of when wrestling has a real simple move and they make it dangerous because yeah. everybody, like, you can, you can execute the mandible claw safely, yes, really safely. And you uh, can hit it on anyone. Hit it on anyone. That's it. No matter how big or tall or small or whatever you are, you're a danger of the man of a claw and it'll bring you down. I seem to remember him doing it to the big show yeah. on several occasions. And it was like, it was debilitating even to him. It's a good so, move. Do, do we know like when Vince, like the way he looked at Austin and went, he's good, might push him harder. Yes. When did he do it with Mankind? Um, Do we know, or is it just kind of one of those that he just like slowed in and thought, let's put him with Taker and see what happens? I think it was a pretty much immediate thing because his Mankind's first bit of business was with The Undertaker. Yeah. That first night after he debuted, he ran out and attacked him. Mm. So I think the it was always the case from the beginning. I know that Mank, I, th I think Mick Foley and Mark Calloway had run into each other in previous years. 
Probably in WCW. Probably in WCW. Me, Mark Callis, and Cactus Jack. So there was a reputation there. Yeah. So, and, and obviously Mark Calloway is so respected. Like his word carries, yeah, okay, carries yeah. a lot of weight. You know, it led to Brian Adams and Chronic coming in in 2001 for three weeks. And then him going, these lads are shit. And he was like, they're your mates. Yeah. <laughs> so God bless them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they are shit. You're right. Do you want some more water, by the way? Uh, I'll bottle here. Oh, I sure. Pour it, I can pour it in for you. Yeah, thank you. Your little bubble. Thank you. You're very welcome. I've been drinking so much water recently, my piss has been clear. So that's oh, good. It's, that's good, yeah. that, isn't it? I always oh, feel quite good when my piss is clear. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm. As opposed to looking like Lucas Aid. <laughs> is there a reason why you're drinking more water? Is it just a, a health kick type of thing? No, I just I usually drink water anyway, but um, just I, I forgot my bottle this week, so I'm just using this crappy plastic pint glass. Mm-hmm. And I think it must be a subconscious thing that because I can see how much is left, when I get down to a certain amount, I just go, ah, oh, I'll neck that and fill it again. Yeah. As opposed to a bottle where it's just like, oh, a bit left. So, Okay, so do you think subconsciously you prefer having that or the bottle? I do like having the bottle because mm. there's less threat of spillage. There is that. As yeah. Well. Um, but no, I just, I mainly drink water anyway. I drink the occasional full fat Coke and I drink coffee and a bit of juice in the morning. That's it, really. I like those bottles, those water bottles that kind of give you a little pep up because it shows you like how much you're drinking throughout the day yeah it's like drink one of the, drink one of these all day and then you have effectively hydrated yourself for the whole day sean's got one Congratulations. It's, like a, it's like a fucking water butt massive <laughs> i went through a phase i should get back into it where i'd have one of those like not not as big as the water butt, but like a <laughs> sort of 200 milliliter one yeah and and i'd knock it back before i left the house in the morning because for me i always go right i've got to do healthy shit i'm getting old i've got to do healthy shit but the the longer I'm awake, the more reasons I find to not get around to doing yeah. it. Which is why at 4.30 this morning, I went, right, I'm going to go do it. I'm not going to think about anything else. I'm not going to start looking at news. I'm not going to start anything. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Because I will find a million excuses not to. So I did it. And like the same way, like I just go, right, big bottle of water, fill it up, bang. If I do nothing else today, I've hit my water quota. <laughs> and anything else from here is a bonus. <laughs> anything else from here is extra. Because Alex will do, like, she's getting into a health kick, but she says, I can't do anything until the afternoon. Like, once I, I'll, like, she starts walking, she'll walk home from work, which is a good, like, couple of miles from, from work to our house. So that she'll get a good walk in, she'll do exercise in the afternoon. Mm. I'm like, I can't do it in the afternoon because I'm, like, sort of emotionally spent by about 4 p.m. <laughs> so I, I've got to get it done soon. I've got to get it done early. How would you, what would your preference be? I don't know how much in terms of exercise I do that f- you do. Fuck all. You do fuck all. Yeah. I'm one of those. I've I've been a gym guy in the past. Not like a, a not like Jimmy Shoulders gym guy. But no, like, no one's Jimmy Shoulders. I just it, it needs to be just convenient for me. So the old gym I used to go to in Liverpool was in between where I got off the bus and my okay. studio where I were. Where, yeah. So see you later, Hogan. Just swipe up. <laughs> see you later, brother. Oh! It was in between my my bus stop and my studio where I worked. So I had to pass the gym. So it's like, oh, I'll just pop in yeah so it was easy that way admittedly if there was a gym around here it'd be perfect i would i would drop in but the nearest gyms are here is like into town yeah and again like we're just i think we're city boys aren't we it's convenient yeah if literally we came out of the came out of cultaholic turn left turn left again and there was a gym i'd probably join it yeah just as like it's there although last yeah. week i was happy because i was talking with sean because again she you know she's like oh i need to get off my ass a bit more and I'm at that point where I, now where I'm just like, I'm not really that bothered. Probably should for my mm. internal sake. I was like, ah, fuck it. I was like, I bet I can still do a plank for a minute. And she went, go on then, dickhead. Oh, no. You haven't moved, do a plank. 
first time. Did a plank for one minute. Did you? Yeah. Oh, get in. I was shaking like fuck as I was doing it, but I held it. And then I just went, right, that's me done for four months. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, st- I can still plank. It's horrible, but I can still do it. So I've got a goal now because we've got the wedding coming up yeah. next year. So in my head, I'm like, I'd like to be a little bit lighter, a little bit brighter, a little bit tighter come the wedding because mm. I want to look back at the pictures and go I don't look like I've been poured into that suit <laughs> I don't look like someone's tried to put wrap wrap, wrap gauze around a semi-deflated bouncy castle mm. like I want to look at those pictures and go I look fucking up to trot there yeah get amongst it so that's so there's a goal in mind there just to go like get amongst it, get amongst it. <laughs> serving up lengths oh. <laughs> I apologise for different, that one. different game yeah what's he wrote this morning what was it the thing you said this morning? That, uh, Probably something awful. It was something that we all went, oh, roll your eyes. Hang on. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Oh, I can't find it. <laughs> it was something that was said this morning in the work chat, and we all went, oh, bloody hell. Did I type I roll city. Did I type it? It was definitely in the group chat. Oh, I can't remember. It was definitely in one of in one of the group chats that we've got. We've got about fifty. We've got far too many of them. I think it might be that one. There it is. Levels to this game. Uh, Levels to this game, people. Wasn't me who wrote that. No, but it was posted. It was it was posted. Levels to this game. By Taz. Um. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. <clears throat> The wine became savage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Maybe you're just naturally like one that the body processes well. It's it's weird because all my fat just goes to my torso, doesn't go to my arms, doesn't go mm. to my legs. I, I probably I've got about six chins, but I haven't shaved my beard out of fear. Um it was always one of those, and because like I said, I just eat fuckloads of eggs. Yeah. Sean always says to me. If you went in the gym solidly, you'd be the size of a horse. You'd be massive, mate. But I just, I've never really been that fast. <laughs> you did Vincent, are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get a gig straight away. Yeah. Means You're the sort of person that probably goes to the gym once. You'd use the weights and you'd do like four sets. And you just walk in like fucking Popeye. All right, lads. <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> And you'd be like, God, he's a wrestling geek and like he's well built and nice. Like, fuck's sake. <laughs> Worse, I hate that. I hate, I hate when someone's like really muscly and handsome, but they're also really clever at wrestling. I'm like, no, you can have one or the other. Yes, You Sam- can't be both. Simon Miller. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Mymon Silla. You can't be both. That's just mean. Yeah. It's just showing off. Choose a lane. <laughs> it's like when I look at Roman Reigns, I'm just like, guys, I. Handsome prick, isn't he? Fucking hell, he's very (laughs) charismatic and talented and handsome. Fuck, annoying. Annoying. I miss when the wrestlers were pudgy and ugly (laughs) like Greg Valentine. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling you I showed uh, Alex Royal Rumble 92 (laughs) over the weekend, and Greg Valentine came out and went, the fuck is he? (laughs) I said, Greg Valentine. He went, looks like Debbie from down the road. (laughs) And I said, well, if I told you that's him in his prime, is it for? I said, why is he wearing pants? I wouldn't dream of wearing pants if I looked like that. One of my childhood wrestling memories that sticks with me was I was watching a Royal Rumble or some event and Rugged Ronnie came out. Ah, Rugged Ronnie garbage. And my dad just went, who's that? Titchy Mick. (laughs) (laughs) Titchy Mick. 
Rugged Ronnie. Well, look at the size. <laughs> he looks a bit like Pete Price. Tell him money. Rubbish Ronnie garbage. A little bit, yeah. A bit of Pete Price about him. Rubbish Ronnie garbage. Pete Price is from Montreal. <laughs> That's where all the lizards live. You fucking toe rag. <laughs> Talking of Rugged Ronnie, uh, McFoley's looking good at this. <laughs> Talking of the Bear of Scotty Road, here's McFoley. Ooh. Oh. Uh... I'm always deceived by how tall McFoley is, talking to people who aren't Titchy Mick. Because he's, <laughs> what, 6'2", 6'3", isn't he? Yeah, he's deceptively so, because I think he's always been matched up with bigger lads. Yeah. With the exception of uh, Shawn Michaels in a few months for uh, one hell of a night of the one hell of a night of the office. Oh, mind games. Oh, mind games. Phenomenal. Hey, I'm excited because there'll be people who watch these and don't normally watch them. Uh, and haven't watched them before, so yeah. we're going to get to a point where we're going to show some new faces and make some new friends and watch mind games together, and that's going to be a game changer. Oh. That really was a game changer for the company, that yeah. match. It's, it's like we've said, though, um, to, to people of a certain vintage, we're coming up to the halcyon time. Mm. Like, it was, that, that's why we were talking about Goldust yesterday, because at the Royal Rumble, um, <coughs> backstage... Excuse me, my throat's just gone absolutely wank. We have been Pull talking for one hour, 24 minutes and 25, 26, <coughs> sorry, 57, 58, 59, one hour, 25 exactly. Hmm. Uh, Ricky Starks was backstage at the Royal Rumble he with Cody was. Rhodes, and he said, oh, it's like GTV. And Aidan Gibbons said to me, what's GTV? Oh, sack him! And I had to explain to him what GTV was, and I was saying that to us, because it was during the Attitude Era, it was like, everyone knows what GTV is. It's massive, but then looking back at it, it's a weird footnote. So I had to explain what GTV was. Sack him. We can't have him on our books. Yeah. He's meant to be a fucking... He's a journalist. Yeah. Making, he's a fucking... He's, fucking... Even though he is 80 years old, he is still in his <laughs> mid-20s. <laughs> it does alarm me when people go, what's that? I go, it was a thing from 2001. How did you not know? It was the other... Oh, okay. It was the other yeah. week. Uh, I did that... Uh, we dropped a, an audio documentary on the podcast feed the other weekend, uh, which was the story of The Rock's last run as WWE champion. Yes. Which was 10 years ago last month. That's disgusting. 10 years ago. Jesus. Horrifying, isn't it? CM Punk's still angry about it. He's still livid. <laughs> it is funny looking back at the Rumble that we had and just like all those names that were thrown around mm. and how pumped we were like Muta. Rock, oh, yeah, forgot Muta, yeah. Austin. Punk. Jay White. Like, yes, there's Nia Jax. <laughs> and there's Nia Jax. But I just find it funny how like, oh, we were like, oh my God, that could that could be a thing. That could be a thing. And then oh, come Monday, we all go, of course it was never going to be a thing. Yeah. Why did we think it was going to be a thing? And I, I love how wrestling still gets me like that. Where I go, yeah. hey, that could happen. Hey, that's going to happen. Of course it didn't happen. Of course it didn't happen. Of course it didn't happen. I'm intrigued by whether or not, oh, look at Mankind, actually. Forget the modern. This is amazing bit of character work by Mankind. He's going absolutely spare. Radio <laughs> Rental. Radio Rental. Th pulling out his hair. Radio Rental. Mickey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey. Uh. Oh. Oh. Now the urn is all of Undertaker's power. Sometimes there's ashes in it. Sometimes there's a beam of light in it. Sometimes there's green fog. Sometimes there's green fog. What's it? That's what you piss. <laughs> this is full of piss. It's just full of weird-shaped crackers. <laughs> I've got Jacobs. I've got Ritz. I've got, I've got the, that weird Hovis one. 
Oh, they filled it to the top with treacle. Oh. Just like slowly. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a Tamagotchi. It's <laughs> Tamagotchi in here. Oh, it's, oh, it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is in an urn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. What a pro release job. I'll send him up, he knocks him down. It's a deed to some land in here. Oh, there's a ladder. There's <laughs> <laughs> a long piece of string. Just keep. Da, 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 da. It's like was it was it pockets in the um, in the anthill mob, or was he called fingers? The one that <laughs> in wacky races, and they'd be like, "Oh, we need a giraffe," and he just fucking yank one out oh, of thin air. I think it pockets. I think mm. he was. Uh... Oh, but meanwhile, I don't think he's been hit with his urn, and he's out. Look at that! Mankind wins. Whoa! That's putting him over strong. Sweaty Paul Bearer crying. Dominant. Dominant Mysterio. <laughs> Dominant Mysterio. And the That's great piano great. music as well. And the crowd are like, shit. Oh, God. This fella's the real deal. When's the last time you saw Undertaker lose? In terms like of a clean, like, yeah. style. I mean, obviously that wasn't clean because he hit him with an end. But to be fair, the referee lost all control of that match when Undertaker was twatting mankind of a chair in the face. I honestly think in terms of when he lost in a convincing fashion, we're going back to like 94. Yeah. We're going back to maybe the casket match. Yeah. Of Rumble 94. Christ. That was the last time I think we had a victory that was that, like, assured. Like, obviously, I think, I'm sure he's lost some matches in the interim, but yeah. they've all been screwy and stuff. And that wasn't so screwy. Yeah, because he got, like, written out, didn't he, when he got his face broken and all that stuff, but... Wow, what a moment! What a what a way to put mankind over the top. This is, and you know what? Take his pocket as well. Building stars, yeah. Building stars. You ma you've made mankind with that. You made him. Yeah. Don't break him. Uh, what did Dave Meltzer give that match? Three, three and a quarter. Okay. Great showing, and yeah. and they'll, and it'll lead to other matches. I don't think I think they'll maybe have one other match that's possibly better, um, which I think was probably the Boiler Room Brawl. Yeah. Just, I don't think it's a technical, technically sound match. Yeah. But I think for the story it tells and all of that, it's SummerSlam, I think. Because it's... as we know, King of the Ring, you think of Undertaker versus Mankind in 1996. And nothing else. Shawn Michaels talking to Mr. Perfect. And he's wearing <laughs> a lovely um, bit of foil in his ear. <laughs> so Perfect was the hand-picked referee on Raw. Yeah. Last week, he's calling it right down the middle. All right, mm. Bill Alfonso. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm going to right down the radio. Right down the front down. Down the stable. I'm going to down the middle. He's weird, man. His fans. <laughs> one, two from P. Law, one in Blake Law. There we go. <laughs> God love him. Right, here's our boy. Come Go. get your boy. Hello, Goldie. Big Goldie Horn Dust is out here now. So the uh His wig's looking a bit rough. He's looking a little bit uh, a little bit raggedy. He's been so good in this role. Yeah. I thought we do you know what? Again, it, as a pie in the sky, oh my god, Moot is definitely gonna be in the rumble. I had a little thought and thought, how wild would it be if Goldust was to turn up in the rumble? Yeah. Well, I was As looking a treat for Cody. I was looking at the better odds in the week leading up to it, and there was better odds for 
Brian Danielson to be in the Rumble than Shinsuke Na- uh, to win the Rumble. Sorry, than Shinsuke Nakamura. I was like, I was like, that's like betting on the Grand National and being like, there's a better chance of a dog winning this than the worst horse. I was like. <laughs> He's in a different company <laughs> in a world title feud. I love the idea of a dog just entering the Grand National. And so I'd be like, better than that shit horse, that is. <laughs> the rabbit that goes round the track yeah. wins every time. We every look, time. Every time we should know that. Now, I thought it would be nice. I thought that, you know, in a different reality, yeah. you'd have had Cody come out a little bit earlier, maybe one point in the ring on his own, and then Goldust comes out. Yeah. That'd have been fun. But, you know, they did what they did. It was the right thing to do, have Cody win. Off to the, ra- off to the race, we go for Mania. I hope that the whatever bad blood there is between WWE and AEW, I hope they let Dustin to Mania. To be a part of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure he'll be backstage. But yeah. it'd be nice if they let him be a part of it. Mm. Or even get involved in the match. Like Not even that, just like at the end when he's... We presume Cody Rhodes is going to win. He's like, I did it for me, da. And then have the family come out and have Dustin in there. Yeah. That'd be nice. It would be nice. One would hope. Don't forget Aksana as well. Oh, yeah, of course. It'd be weird if she wasn't there. Yeah, of course. She's just part of the family, Aksana. (laughs) That's a name I haven't mentioned in a while. Here he is. He is livid. He burst those doors open. Matt Hardy has to take a bump (laughs) from the door for Armour bump. Glistening his armed, <laughs> charge into him. Goldust was Goldust left armed fuming last time we saw him. The size of Ahmed Johnson, just a beast. <laughs> I liked how he. Hey, there's Vlad. Just saw Vlad. Where? Bottom right. Oh, is he? I just saw Vlad, the super fan. I like Vlad. That, that documentary that they'll never release for I, some reason. Oh, I was so looking forward to that yeah, as well. Yeah, me too. He's the only super fan what? I like. That was a wonderful bump. Almost a, almost a Rikishi bump there. Yeah. And Ahmed's arm is now gold because he's just twatted <laughs> the paint off him. I like how dust is flying off him. Yeah. Gold dust, gold, some might say. Gold dust. G- golden dust. Like how in that Mountain Dew match at the Rumble where it was like fucking Cheeto Flex flying everywhere when they hit bumps. Jesus Christ! Ahmed, mate! Calm the fuck down! Yeah, Tope landed on his foot and heed. Tope con Christ, mate! <laughs> Easy, buddy! You're weird, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's already been predetermined. Yeah, exactly. This one, what's the problem? He gave me a kiss, I'm gonna fucking kill him. Okay, <laughs> slightly homophobic, but that's fine. <laughs> Look at him go. Oh, Christ! Oh, just about. That moment when, that feeling when you regret giving Ahmed a kiss. <laughs> oh, I'd never regret kissing Ahmed. Oh, well, Goldust does at the moment because he's getting bad by him. To be fair, he didn't gain consent. So. That's true. That's the, that is still the issue. Had he asked him first, Armour would have probably gone, yeah, absolutely. He'd be there, go, go on, give me a little kiss. I'm a little kiss. Have a little you. kiss. little kiss. Have Don't you. take the piss, but just a little kiss. Don't take the piss. Just give us a little kiss. Give us a little kiss. But uh, I'd, like, I'd like Dustin to be part of WrestleMania. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. I mean, he deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame, but mm. probably in, after he's retired, isn't there? Actually, we haven't had much conversation about the Hall of Fame this year, have we? No. But now we start hearing a few... Little, little little names thrown about. Luger. Do you reckon? I want Luger. Oh. Luger deserves it. Is Batista in yet? Jesus! Ahmed, oh, chill! Oh, Batista could be a shout, actually, with a in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm. Give him what he wants. <laughs> Give him what I want. 
bit of peace and quiet. That's what we want. <laughs> I'll give um, you what I want. A lovely, warm fireplace and a good book. A good, good book. That's all he wants, isn't it? Yeah, my, I could see Dave Batista going in. Yeah. Hall of Fame. And Axana. Axana. <laughs> I think other people that, uh, that should be in there that aren't in there yet. It's Jimmy Shoulders. Jimmy Shoulders has definitely not been in there yet. That would be a nice thing to do. I think Goldust is... Goldust should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know? Bob Holly? No. I mean, I don't like Bob Holly, but... He was there a long time. Yeah. <laughs> he won everything-ish, nah. apart from the big one. He didn't win anything. He won a tag title. Hardcore title. He won a hardcore title. Intercontinental title. He was never Intercontinental champion. I'm sure he was. No, I don't think he ever was. Was he not? No. Oh, well, that's me fucked. <laughs> I've got to check now. I don't think Bob Holly. I think he challenged for it. He challenged for the world title. Well, don't forget that. Fucking yeah, ECW. Hey, there is Vladimir the Superman. Hey. ECW's own Bob Holly. Jesus Christ, he did, didn't he? And he and he nearly defeated Brock Lesnar. He punched that WCW fan at the WWF New York. <laughs> you forget where you are, oh boy. God, yeah. <laughs> this is WWF New York. Double, not double, 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 double. double. <laughs> Inter. Okay, intercontinental. No, nowhere in Bob Holly's Wikipedia is the word intercontinental. Go to honours. Go to honours. Honours. Okay, hang on. Honours. Honours section. Uh, bibliography. Also racing career. Championships and accomplishments. Right, there we go. Okay. So Bob Holly's championships and accomplishments. Here we go. He is a one-time Kamikaze Pro Champion. Yes, he is. He is the pro wrestling... He was PWI number 41 of the top 500. What year? In 2000. Fuck off. And he was, <laughs> and he was 391 in 2003. That makes more sense. He was the... He was a former UCL, under the lights, lights out champion. Yes, he was. <laughs> former NWA world tag champ with Bodacious Bart. Don't forget that. Former hardcore champion six times. Yes, he was. Did he make double digits in the hardcore division? That's when the belt still meant something. <laughs> Three-time world tag champ with with the one, two, three kid, with Crash Holly, and with Cody Rhodes. No, no, no. Lest we forget. And don't forget with Crash Holly, they did, did defeat the Rock and Sock Connection. They did defeat the Rock and Sock Connection. because Technically. Because the Sock was having a bit, of a bit of a strop outside the ring. And, and uh, Triple H ends up battering the Rock. Yes. But still. Um, and uh, <laughs> he won a World Tag Team Championship tournament with the 1-2-3 kid. Yes, he did. I think that's just labelled as he won a tournament to become the champ. That yeah. isn't like an yeah. extra thing he did. Um, World Wrestling Organization. He was a WWO Tag Team Champion with Ron Starr. Yes, he was. And he was a WWO US Champion. That's right, US title, not the Intercontinental <laughs> title, but he was a US Champion. He um, he starred in the movie Operation Sandman in 2000. Yes, he did. He talks about it extensively in his book. Uh, and he was in a short film called Thanks for Reading in 2016, where he played the reader. <laughs> yeah? Why not? MTV did a show called The 70s House in 2005. He played himself in an episode called Dodgeball. I imagine, based on that episode and that concept, he just went in the house to be a cunt to people. Probably. That's kind of his modus operandi. He is a dickhead. He is a dickhead. <laughs> and I, I think he knows it, and I think that's what it is. But, like, he's always comes across as quite humble in interviews, but otherwise he just comes across as a dickhead. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that's Hall of Fame... Worthy. I think. I think we the mustn't. Bar's low for WWE. We though. mustn't confuse time served with accomplishments. WWE do. Mm. Who is in the Hall of Fame that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? Coco Beware. How dare you? 
I love Coco How Beware. the fuck dare you? Oh, come on. Coco Beware. He was the bird man. He had mm. a bird. And mind you, he's won less titles than Holly. Yeah. Um, he was in high energy. <laughs> as much as she seems like a sweetheart, Tori Wilson. How dare you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Tori Wilson's a strange pick for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Teddy Long. How dare you? <laughs> What's your, who, are you who are you to doubt the Matt Middleton? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm down with the Brown, don't get me wrong, but still. Uh, Dylan Brown. <laughs> Is Dylan Brown should be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he should. Yeah? He managed Dylan Brown. Did he manage Dylan Brown? Maybe. I should be the authority on this. No, he, <laughs> I don't think he did. No, he didn't, no. But Dylan Brown, Brown should be in there. You're a continental champion. Dylan Brown should be in the Is Hall of Fame. Probably a tag champion. Mark Henry's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So D'Lo Brown should be in the Hall of Fame. Are you looking at the real deal now? Yeah, exactly. Is it because they never won a world title? Is that maybe it? Yeah. Will there be a kickoff because he injured Droz? I don't know. Because he was still employed for years after that and, Mm. you know, put in the ring with Triple H and stuff. I think people just acknowledge it was a freak accident. Mm. I'm trying to think who else deserves it at this point in time. Could we put Ahmed in just for fun? Yeah. Put Ahmed in. If Bulldog was... is in. He is. He's in. <laughs> Springing to the rescue of Bulldog there. He's already in. But Luger should be in there. Luger should be in the Hall of Fame. Batista should be in there. Batista's If he's in. not. Randy Orton? They'll probably wait until he's retired. Yeah. Is Barry Windham in there? I think he's in there via Horseman. Oh, yeah. He's got a Horseman induction, hasn't he? Kind of. Sid? I don't think no, Sid's not in. Sid? Sid, that's a good shout. Yeah, Psycho Sid. Get Psycho Sid in the Hall of Fame. Um, you cowards. Victoria. No. Trying worthy. to think who from the women's division should is a worthy inductee. Should be Hall of Fame. Trish is already in. Lita's, Lita's in. in. Um, Charmel's in. Charmel is Jazz in. Oh, don't know. Jazz should be in. Jazz, was... Jazz should be in. I'm trying to look at it as like sort of game changers. Yeah. Rather than just good wrestlers. Uh, yeah. So but, was Jazz a game changer? I guess you, some I, would I'm, argue she was. Yeah, I'm thinking. Jacqueline's in. Yeah, it, yeah, she must be in there. Yeah, Jacqueline. Yeah, in yeah. There. yeah. Jackie's in there. Because uh, there's still a match going on. We're just thinking of Hall of Fame. Because it's weird, isn't it? Because they also have like the, uh, oh, the auxiliary Hall of Fame, whatever they call it, where they just induct people but don't get any pomp and circumstance. And like, Bruiser Brody was put in that way, and it's like, oh, Brody should have been given. I think in hindsight, I think nowadays they would give Brody his own yeah. special induction. I think back then <clears throat> it was a different kind of they different thought process for Hall of Fame. Bossman's in, isn't he? Yeah. Did his yes. son accept his son accepted, didn't he? Mm. Um, Little boss man. Yeah. <laughs> I, seem remember, I seem to remember he was massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, is it? It's, it's Terry, isn't it? Who absolutely loved the Big Boss Man. I think it's Terry Runnels saying that just like Big Boss Man, just like was her best mate in the locker room, yeah. looked after her and stuff. Oh, oh, he's gonna get cross. Meanwhile, Goldust being a poor vort. Ask him first, Goldust. The crowd going wild for this. Oof. This is Goldust. This is where I, this, I think the, the, the turns around because Ahmed suddenly becomes aware of Goldust's uh, coquettishness, and he gives it a big old uh, a big old push near the end of the match. 
How's a, a it, 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 other news? How's a, Alex getting on with her nose? Because mine just won't stop being blocked. Oh, it was bad this morning. Yeah, uh, she took a steroid thing and it helped it out. Um, yeah, when the weather's bad, it it gets worse. I might go. Um, I was talking to Sean about it and she said, before you do a GP thing, she went, just go get some over-the-counter stuff first. Mm. So you can say to them, I've taken the over-the-counter stuff and it's done nothing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's worth trying it and just seeing how you get on and yeah. then take it from there. I mean, the, yeah, she's it's it's just normally first thing in the morning when she wakes up, she's very sniffy and very sneezy. Mm. Uh, and I think it's this time of year as well as everything else uh, that doesn't help it. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's otherwise in good form. Like I said, she got up early this morning and put a candle and a steak bake for yeah. me and wrap presents for me bless her which is lovely very nice yeah so I've done alright she's taking me out for dinner this evening do you know where you're going yes uh, going to a place in Newcastle like an Indian an Indian restaurant in Newcastle I really like the problem is we went to one last night which I like more uh, so no, don't do where'd you go last night I went to one called Kai Kai where's that it's on the quayside okay it's the one that Harrison Ford went to when he was in the northeast oh right when he was, he, he was they were filming scenes for Indiana Jones at yeah. Anik so he had a little trip around the northeast. He went for a bike ride to South Shields. He uh, came around. He had a little walk along the quayside, and uh, he had a bit of tea in Kai Kai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember when he was um, on his bike ride. Because Sean was like, "Oh, apparently Harrison Ford's down the road," and I was on the train. He's like, "Harrison Ford, <laughs> Han Solo, the greatest <laughs> smuggler of the galaxy." Did you not think about getting off the metro and just going, "Oh no, were you on your way back in?" Mm. Ah, did you think just to go straight there? Did, but I thought he's notoriously grumpy man, isn't he? He did come across as quite grumpy in all the pictures I saw. So what uh, where, what restaurant are you going to tonight? Going to a place called Dabawal. Dabawal's fantastic. It's great, isn't it? I Which one are you going to? Are you going to City Centre or? City Centre. Cool. So we'll be in the, in, the, in the middle of town. So I might go some drinky poos afterwards because yeah. it's my birthday and I'm allowed. Dabawal, the Peshwari. If, if, if you're ever in Newcastle, the Peshwari Nan from oh. Dabawal is the best Peshwari Nan I've ever had. That was that was on my mind when I was doing my 39-minute run this morning, thinking, if I do this now and I do it well, I can have beers and I can have that fucking Peshwari Nan from Dabawal. Oh! We, we <laughs> took me folks to the one in Jesmond last year. And Jesmond one's nice. And my mum said, oh, I've heard of Jessup. And I went, oh, mother. <laughs> but I was saying to my dad, because my dad's, my dad's a curry aficionado, and I was like, trust me, You'll never taste a better naan bread. It's like, I'm staking my reputation on this. And he had it and he went, oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> and it's one of those that he told my, my sister. He's like, oh, we went to this place called Dabawa. And then my brother-in-law just went, naan bread in there is fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> 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 and uh, I, r- I rang my nephew, my 20-year-old nephew, I think he is now, which is disgusting. At Christmas, I said, do you want anything for Christmas? Because he, he's an apprentice welder. He's on an absolute wedge. Um, and he's like, no, he's like, when I come to Newcastle, take me for a curry. I've heard about this curry house. It's like, oh, trust me, don't oh, need an excuse. Oh, get in. So, yeah. Is he going to come up soon? At some point, yeah. Yeah, get in. He's 20, 19, 20. Whatever. People like coming to Newcastle. Like, yeah. From my family, like, I think because for where I live, like back down south, it's such a, a, a schlep away. Yeah. But it's nice being this that far away from home. It's like a little holiday. Yeah. You know? In this in little city, in this little cultivated city that we've created, it's lovely. So I bet your folks are like when they come up here and they're like, "Oh, mind you, they're from Liverpool, aren't they?" So it's mm. six of one and after the other, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's just straight drive up as well. Mm. It's not that hard. But um, Cause my mum and dad are from a small mining town. <laughs> <laughs> they're from a they're from a, a much smaller city, uh, and uh, so yeah, where the, where they don't even have Uber. No, I know, right? That's 
Don't even have Uber because it's not considered a big enough conurbation of people to warrant having its own Uber. Oh, God. They said in order to... I, I, I inquired into this, and they said in order to warrant having an Uber, they'd have to cover, like, three or four other patches of of the other towns in the surrounding area. Yeah. But the distance is so wide that it just wouldn't make financial sense yeah. to have, like, a couple of Uber cars. Doing that. So what happened is, and a big shout to you if you're listening in Worcester, do try this company because, because once they realized that Ubers wouldn't happen... Oh, no! Very quickly, it wouldn't happen. So a company set up called Woober. Yes. You can get a Woober. App looks the same. All feels similar. It's called Woober. It's brilliant. Fantastic. Like you track the car as it's driving towards you and all that shit. Blew my parents' mind. You can see the car coming. Yeah, they don't lie to you anymore. You can literally see where the car is. <laughs> Five minutes away. Oh, you bollocks. Come on. Around the corner. No, he's not. Talking around the corner. Armour Johnson just turned the corner. Day. There we go. Story Woke arc. up after getting necked on. Just Beat up a gold fella. That's, we've all been there on a Saturday night. Is Spinebusters Pine looking Buster. safer? That looks safe. And it looked big. Yeah. Because... It's it, getting a reaction. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, he's over like Rover. Listen to the crowd. They're ready for fucking Ahmed to be the guy. Pearl River Plunge. Un, deux, trois. That pop. Ooh. He's the boy. New champion. That was the longest Ahmed's ever gone, that. Yeah, and he looked good all the way through. Yeah. I mean, he's in there with a consummate pro in gold dust, to be fair. It's hard not to look good in the ring with Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Oh, good lad, Ahmed. Our boy's the champ. The champ is here. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Everything's coming up Ahmed. The champ is here. The champ is here. He's waiting very patient. Oh, the belt fell off. I think they were trying to fasten it and it fell off. Oh, God. So they just break... Oh, no, it didn't. It's fine. And Turn someday us. that same belt will be around the waist of Bob Holly. Oh, no. <laughs> In your weird mind. I could have sworn he oh, was champ. There he is. Intercontinental champion, Ahmed Johnson. A good position for him. Good, good position to be in. Here's to a long and healthy title. It's, quite, it's quite sad, isn't Don't it? Don't happen. Sorry, yeah. lads. Look at this. But that's a great spine buster. Perfectly flat. Safe Excellent. as bollocks. Safe as houses. Again, flat with the Pearl River Plunge. He's getting better. Yeah. Big Tony Norris, big TN. I will bring this up, and it's really shitty, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a, little, it's a story from this that I wanted to mention. So uh, after this match, he packs his bag, he goes to his car. His car gets keyed. And racist slurs are written oh, on his car. Oh, no. They never found out who, but Ahmed loses his fucking mind over it. And rightly so. Um, Johnson is alleged to have confronted Vince McMahon about all of this. It's never made clear if the culprit was ever found. What a, it's such a great night for Ahmed yeah. and sullied by some shithouse who decided that'd be a funny thing to do. Uh, but Ahmed Johnson is our boy. Oh, hang on. Oh, <laughs> Some dickhead watching WWF of Aliens. <laughs> and they're, they're just basically saying, yeah, want to shag Sonny, and Sonny's there. Oh, that's a, that's abduction. International incident coming soon to Coliseum home video. <laughs> no, this is international incident, like aliens. And Sonny. And Sonny being kidnapped. Mm. <laughs> aliens <laughs> watching the WWF. Oh, exclusive Coliseum video, exclusive Coliseum video. There exclusive. he is. Oh, it's the celebration. That's the Bushwhackers. Hey. Dude, Drosy. 
Hillbilly Jim's got a shandy. Savio Vega, Mark Merrow. Aldo Montoya's there. Montoya's there. there. Oh, gimmick. Oh, there's uh, all the lads. Oh, oh sure, my God. There we go. That's cool. Oh! oh! Hello! He's here. He's here. It's Brian Pillman. Flying Brian, baby. I love Brian Pillman. He's here. He's here. He's telling the little kid to punch him in the face. He's like, go on, punch me in the chin. I'll eat you. <laughs> so Brian Pillman, we talked about Brian Pillman for the last few weeks, involved in a car accident last month. Just as he's kind of on the verge of signing this multi-million dollar deal, he signs it anyway. Yeah. And uh, and and it's one of the biggest deals in, in wrestling of the era. Yeah. And now... There's re- Vince is really taking a gamble here because it's like we don't know what condition he's going to be in long term. Yeah, but he's signed. He's got a downside guarantee. He's good to go. <laughs> Starting strong. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, Brian Pillman saying, yeah, you can understand why Jeffrey Dahmer ate people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. That's still a new... This is the attitude era now. Yeah, as far as you're concerned. We've got Goldust. We've got this night, what happens to Steve Austin. We've got Mankind. We've got Brian Pillman. We have the Attitude Adjustment Tour. Exactly. We've got Jim Ross on commentary. But it's kind of like it's like the attitude here is happening, whether it's whether the WWF wants, wants it to, to or, or not. not. So like, because there's a, a very much like a like a like a pearl grabbing attitude mentality about like comedy. Going, oh, we're very sorry, we're comedy. In a while, we're like, hey, they didn't swear enough. Like, yeah. But at this point, like Brian Pillman says, boo to a goose. Like, oh, we're very sorry to the goose. Oh. So it's kind of, it's being dragged into the Attitude Era at yeah. this point. Soon they'll be like, hey, Stacey Carter, go out on there and get your bum hole out on TV. <laughs> yeah, or your bum hole. <laughs> but yeah, oh, Brian fucking Pillman. At least he hasn't threatened to get his dick out. Not yet, but he does say something that's uh, pretty horrific in a second, if this is the one I'm thinking of. Come on, Brian. So wild. Here we go. I'm going to check something that Vince said there. Right. So hopefully the microphone's picked it up because if not that was just dead air but it's Brian Pillman you can understand Brian. he said he's going to rape pillage and plunder yeah the WWF yeah so like really strong verbiage that Vince is keen to apologise for I want to check something that Vince said because I think Vince said something that uh, oh very much oh. Austin and Pillman Hollywood Blondes catching up like Pillman Pillman's even he, he he did like a throat slit thing, but I, I, it looked like you were saying to him, slit Jake's throat. He was like, looks oh. like you were saying, go ahead, we're old mates. I mean, he might have said something of that ilk. Yeah. Right, let me see if I can. 
Right. Sorry, so Vince McMahon referred to Brian Pillman as a time bomb. Yeah. I thought he said pipe bomb. Ah. So I was like, whoa, hang on. But it was a time bomb, not a pipe bomb. So that's still CM Punk's thing. <laughs> Pillman's here, baby. I'm so happy. I wonder if he's armed. Oh, Pillman's got a gun. <laughs> what did that Pillman do? <laughs> he fucked around, Bischoff. And got his dick out in the CW. There we go. Yep. Nailed it. Main event, well, the king of the, the penultimate match of the evening. Not so memorable for the match, but memorable for what happens around Oh, it. I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, there's Jake. Bless him. Revelations, chapter whatever. I'm is I'm going to win the king of that poor snake. Be fucking dragged along. Poor snake. <laughs> I'd be livid if he weren't for the RSPCA. Oh, yeah. Don't mistreat that snake. Not at You're all. sticking him in a bag and dragging him around. Pretending he's your cock. Yeah, you weirdo. Feed them. Feed burgers to swans. Snakes are people too. <laughs> That's how they float. Brilliant. Went by Austin straight in. No, and Jake's like, oh, no, 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 I'm an old man. I just feel sorry for Jake. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's gold flecks still everywhere from the last match. Oh, what did um, what did Dave award Ahmed versus Gold Dust? Two and a quarter. Two. two. Just, just you two. Okay. I thought it was a great match. I did. Yeah. I not the best. I think if it had been a bit shorter, it would have been fun. But you know what? M- m- a lot of stuff has gone short tonight. There's been a lot of padding. Crowned a new star as well. And we've crowned a new star in um, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Of course, and no one else. Yeah. The future Intercontinental Champion, Billy Gunn. Now, he is a future Intercontinental Champion. That's and Road Dog as well. S- somehow. That was the... Um, I remember that build to WrestleMania 15 where it was going to be Billy Gunn, uh, Val Venus and Ken, Sham- Ken Shamrock and Goldust mm-hmm. in a four-way for the IC title. And you were going to get Road Dog versus Al Snow versus Hardcore Harley for the Hardcore title. Yeah. And just for shits and giggles... The week before Mania, also two weeks before Mania, Road Dog wins the IC title, Goldust, and um, Billy Gunn wins the Hardcore title. Yeah. Just for shits and giggles. Just on the floor. So, so the matches they were in, I seem to remember they had matches, they had a match against each other for both belts. Yeah. Which ended in an unfinish. So the agreement was made, you go in my match and I'll go in your match. Yeah. Which they could have done earlier. Yeah, of course. I remember that. I remember the build to that. I remember thinking, that's a bit weird, Billy Gunn in the hardcore match. I think it was more just Vince Russo booking, trying to keep people guessing, rather than what was sensible. Oh, Vince Russo. Kept us, kept us guessing all the way through. So, uh... Did get Road Dog an IC win? Yeah. Oh! Austin taking no shite from Jake Roberts. Absolutely no shit from this. Oh, man! Sega Saturn blimp in the background, looking away in disgust. <laughs> I love the Sega Saturn blimp just floating around the arena. I like the fact that Sega was just like, right, we need we need a, a small blimp. But you know what? I, what I always liked about having the blimps there, it made the arenas look massive. It really did. Be- but then, and I, for years I thought, they used to play much bigger arenas. But then, I, the, but then my penny dropped when I was in between. So I went, maybe it was just a small blimp. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. a small blimp. Blimps in Full general. Size fucking Zeppelin. They're yeah. such weird things. Like when you see, like the rare times you will actually see a blimp. I've seen a blimp on like three times in my life. I'm just like, funny word, just blimp. Like, you're just like, why is there a blimp? Why is that there? <laughs> oh, I want to get somewhere. I want to get from A to B, but really slowly and really awkwardly. Yeah. With everyone oh. looking at me going, why the fuck's there a blimp? Mm-hmm. Right. Just walk. <laughs> oh, 
is Gorilla Monsoon and Dick Van Dyke here to stop the match. <laughs> she started tap dancing, didn't he? That'll stop. That'll distract Austin. Tap dancing with a penguin. Oh, this is a this is a great bit with Monsoon in there to go like, hey, I, I forgot this bit. Monsoon's even like this. Austin's a bit of a nutter here. But he wants to get in there and go. Uh, but Jake's like, no, nah, I want to fight. Well, he set it up earlier in the night, hadn't he? He said, you know, if I have to get in there and stop it, I will. Yeah, yeah, they 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 pace that nicely. And Gorilla's like, I can I can get you out of this. He's like, no. Nope. Jake's nappy's ripped. Amazing. He's like, bugger off, Gorilla. <laughs> Just fuck off, go away. That's great. It just makes Austin look like a killer. Cheap shot by Jake, though. That's the... Here he comes! Never trust a snake. It's true. Actually, he's being very in keeping with his yeah. persona. And again, people still popping for the DDT thing. He wants it. He wants it. I wonder whether it'd be more fun if like, he just snap hit the DDT. Yeah. And then lay there, rather than Austin avoiding the DDT. But then taking too long to cover, so Austin kicks out the DDT. Maybe they want to protect the DDT. Yeah. Because it still gets popped, doesn't it? So. Yeah. So the first time we've seen Austin do the corner pose as well. He, I don't think he does that when he gets into the ring. No, moment. no, he doesn't do it. He certainly doesn't do it in the rings. That might be one of the first times that he does it. This is like a real, like, a, a gear shift. Like, Austin had that meanness about him, but it's only in this match. He's vicious. Do you really see, like, the Stone Cold Steve Austin that we come to know and love? And he gets the stunner over like Rover as well. Yeah. That'll do. Wow. There you go. I wonder Not... what he'll do now. Will he just put on the crown and go in the back and have a rice pudding? <laughs> Could you imagine if he did? Oh, I'll... I love a rice pudding. Yeah, I love me a rice pudding. Nothing says gingy ring like a big bowl of ambrosia. I love a big bowl of rice pudding. Oh, get some treacle in it from Undertaker's room. <laughs> Undertaker, that's all your treacle? Oh, of course we can, you little cheeky. No. Can we talk about knives after? <laughs> yeah, of course we can. I'm what? from Texas, you're from Texas. We both speak with our Texas accents. Let's talk about <laughs> knives and that. <laughs> you brought a gun with you? Of course I have. It's a wrestling show. Yeah. Who doesn't bring a gun with them? You gotta be protected and such. I'm <laughs> protected and such. Protected. I bought my Game Boy. Bring your fucking Game Boy for you, fucking weirdo. Bring your fucking gun. That's a real Game Boy. Yeah. Just playing Russian roulette with the Undertaker. It's like this doesn't have a spinning chamber. This is just this is just a Beretta. He's like, yeah. Play Russian roulette. Yeah, your turn. Stab your son. <laughs> I've loaded all six in the chamber. Playing Russian roulette with a crossbow. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so how do I not how do I not lose with this? You don't. Oh, there's Doc Hendricks ready to interview Steve Austin. I Doc Hendricks had had a little chat with Steve Austin just before this, and uh, Austin uh, and Austin had said, "Oh, uh, what did Jake say while I was in the hospital?" He said, "Oh, he cut this promo about being like religious and stuff." Yeah. Austin has that planted in his head. That's all he knows as he's about to speak. Talk about your 
Ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. Vince McMahon's like, I'm going to buy another fucking boat. Lip still looks knackered. Yeah. I can't stop looking at you. Money, 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 money. I just, I can't wait. The to... irony of losing Ted DiBiase and going on to make so much money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking money, Sega Saturn Blimp. <laughs> it's, it's the next Raw after this I'm looking forward to because all the stories say that at the next Raw, the sign said Austin 316. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of them be like, oh, yeah. yeah. So do you want to know why it was Austin 316? Because of John 316. Yeah. So Austin said he was inspired by placards that are brought to college football games that yeah. say John 316. It's a widely quoted Bible verse that summarizes the cornerstone Christian belief that their God sacrificed his son for the salvation of humanity. It's associated with signs that fans often bring to sports events like football. Now, for many Christians, John 316 serves as a thesis statement of their faith. God sacrificed his son, Jesus, for their sins of humanity. And if you believe in him, your soul will be saved. So much so that according to theologians, that in the 1970s, born-again Christians would display John 3.16 at sports stadiums in a way of spreading the gospel. Um, Similarly to how other fans would hold up banners reading defense, this was their way of kind of spreading the word of Jesus by just giving them a quick... It's the equivalent of nowadays you'd hold up a QR code. Yeah. It's giving you a QR code for the Bible, for like the most important part of the Bible. And that's what John 3.16 was. Um, one very notable sports evangelist was Roland Stewart, who was called the Rainbow Man. He turned up with a rainbow-colored wig at football games and wore a John 3.16 T-shirt and danced around the goalposts. Uh, Tim Tebow was a quarterback who wore John 3.16, uh, wore John 3.16 uh, in a, in, on a T-shirt in a 2009 college championship game. Uh, coincidentally, through 316 yards with the paint under his eyes of a 2012 NFL game. Mm. So, the same time he was wearing the 316 eye paint under his eyes, he threw a yard goal that was 316 yards. So, there you go. A bit of history as to why, in particular, it was John 316 and the story behind that, for those who don't know. I still uh, think that, you know, you're saying about American sports fans dancing around the goalpost with John 316. It's not quite as good as you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> It's not as good, yeah. but it uh, but it served as an impetus for the the biggest bit of wrestling merchandise of all time, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that NWO T-shirt. One A and one B, isn't it? Mm. Before John Cena came along, that was the big shifter. Yeah, and then Bray Wyatt, I think, became one after that. He was a big shifter. Bray um, Mysterio as well. I yes. know it was. Yes, that's the uh, yeah with masks and stuff. The masks were always yeah. the money. It, it comes our real boy. Everyone's boy. Bulldog 940 says, I've just missed the bus. 
<laughs> David Boy, quarter past eight, says you've got to have a bath before bed. <laughs> Diana Hartsmith's got her legs out. I'd like to point that out here. She's wearing a curtain as well. Yes. Got her legs out? Yeah. Are you pointing it out? Does That's it come into play or are you just like no, her no, legs? No, no, I just like her legs. She's got nice legs. I, same way that I have a weird crush currently on Nancy Sullivan on the Classic Nitro Review. Uh, similarly with Diane Hartsmith. I'm thinking, well, she's an attractive lady. And you know what? I'm pissed off the bulldog enough as it is. In for a penny. I'm going to try and talk about how much I fancy his wife. <laughs> in for a penny. <laughs> Again, if, if the family of the British Bulldog are listening... Nothing against you. We love you. Oh my god, we love Bulldog. But we're gonna pay nothing but compliments to your ma, whereas the rest of the wrestling world not ever been that kind. Mm, we say nothing but love. <laughs> Bulldog eight forty seven says I've just missed the bingo. <laughs> Dog Bull, Bulldog two little ducks. Vince, I've got some ideas for t shirts. Austin three sixteen's a great t shirt. I've got some ideas of my own. Bulldog uh Bulldog two little ducks. <laughs> Says I like to little looks. So you've got you had Papa's pit. How about Bulldog's Bingo? Where we just <laughs> we just do <a> bingo. <laughs> you invite old warrior to play bingo. You don't interview him. He's like, but it's not like my bingo. This one goes, and this one. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean Mike goes. Oh, another good yeah. one there. Oh, it's good that. <laughs> no one's ever won. No one's ever won. <laughs> Shout out if you win. Oos. <laughs> House, not oos. <laughs> it is literally the accent, that's all it is. And we're, we're, I'm a northern boy. I'm a southern softy. Are you just below Oh, I'm, mid I'm Midlands, so I've kind of, it depends where you're from in the country. Mm. If you're from London, I'm a northerner. Yeah. If you're from anywhere else, I'm a southerner. <laughs> Midlands with your own rules, Midlands, your we have our mavericks. Own, we're, we're border control. We're, yeah. doing, we're not doing a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> they keep getting out. <laughs> the Midlands is border patrol. I I, I heard um, on Radio Tees, I, I listened around a lot to other stations, and I heard uh, a presenter by the name of Ellie for the first time on this side, and I noticed the twang. I was like, so I looked at her, I was like, oh, West, oh Midlands. So, so I messaged her, lovely to hear another Midlander lost in the north. Yeah. So another, I said, lovely to hear another West Midlander lost in the north. And she said, all oh, close, I'm an East Midlander, oh. not still a die. And I said, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> You're like, meet me on the banks of the time yeah. for a fucking fight. Well, she said, I will fight you. And I said, careful, I know people in Trent Bridge. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very East Midlanders joke. I do know people in Trent Bridge. It's like the fact you're just like, yeah, yeah place that's hard. Yeah, I'll fight you. Yeah. Shut you up. <laughs> I always like hearing southerners that get lost up here. Yeah. Like it's exactly what happened to to happen to me. I got lost moving into the northeast and I haven't gone home since. So it's nice. Nice part of the world. Yeah. Is the north. And it's nice because you realise it's one thing you do realise is eye opening to how the north is treated by the south. Oh yeah. In terms of like entertainment and all that stuff and the division there. As somebody who lived in the south, you always just assume that oh these problems in London are problems everywhere, and you go actually no London's not the centre of the universe. No, it's not. It's that it's treated as, it's it's not, and it frustrates me. But now it's quite trendy to 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 be from the north. Yeah, and not and notice a lot in entertainment. They like hiring northerners for northerners. It's because of what's his name, the big long lad. <laughs> the big long lad. Vernon Kay. Vernon Kay <laughs> from Bolton. And also, it's cheaper to run businesses in the north. Oh yeah, it is. Like, like every week, I feel like another 
like a major company opens a opens a factory or an outlet or a office in the north. Yeah. Oh. President Monsoon's a great name. Oh. Ah, he's got him, my old thin and curlies. Oh, don't worry. We've got a better reference. Oh, no, it's fucking, fucking Hebner. Hebner. It is funny how Hebner is class as the best ref ever. He's awful. He's awful. At his job, at his, at his written job. At his kayfabe job, he is the worst referee ever. He misses everything. Misses everything. He's clearly biased. When someone's grabbing the ropes for leverage, he doesn't give him a five count. He'll boot the hands. Don't you put your hands on the hands. He's quite often in the wrong place at the wrong time and gets knocked out. So yeah. that's a lack of if, lack if, of awareness. If there's ever like a storyline reason to fudge the rules, it's always Earl calling it. Mm-hmm. Always Earl. Yeah. He's a always rubbish. Earl. Mr. Perfect looks really sad. He got that new shirt and everything. He's just a big Newcastle United fan. It's Warren <laughs> is that what it is? Hang on, that's Warren Barton. <laughs> what are you doing here? He's got a little croissant on the back of his head. Right, either we, I think we are about to have, and this is exciting, I think we're about to have the British Bulldogs' greatest match ever. Ooh. If I'm look, I've looked at the stars, <laughs> looked into the stars, and I can't think of a Bulldog match that is rated as high as this one. Even SummerSlam? Even SummerSlam. Wow, okay. I don't think. I might be wrong. I will I will corroborate that for the next time we're together. But um, I don't believe there is a match that's okay. higher than this. Uh, can we have a timestamp before it kicks we off? We certainly can, minor Freunder. Uh, two hours, 13 minutes, and four, five, six, seven, eight... Nine, ten. Cool. Bulldog is currently getting the Union Jack flag into the ring. England! <laughs> Boo! United Kingdom! Boo! Boo! United Kingdom, Boo. where we broke away from is rubbish. Boo! Boo. Speak English, you lying me bastard. Oh, I love his little jog. I love the Bulldog's little jog. He's uh, a little jog. Look at me in the main event. Title shot, title shot. Main event. Look at me getting title shot in the main event. I've got everything I ever wanted. I'm not giving it back. Save the Brewers. I'll save them from a... What about the Milwaukee Bears uh, basketball team as well? That's a very famous Milwaukee team. Oh, the basketball team. <laughs> who forget of uh, Coop, Airman Cooper and was a Sir Swish Doug Reamer? <laughs> And squeak a little bitch, Scolari. <laughs> Fucking love basketball. Such a stupid film. Should we have uh, another nibbly oh, before, uh, uh, as we as we get underway in our main event? I'll take two nibblies. As thank Bulldog you. as Bulldog flexes his buskles. Hey, it's a little jog and a little roll. <laughs> Mighty Aphrodite, David Boyce, man. <laughs> More like shitey Aphrodite. <laughs> Again, we're sorry. We love your father. Mm. We love him. If he was a cockney, he wouldn't be funny. It's funny because he's funny northerner. Yeah. Funny northerner. Welcome to I'm a celebrity. All right, I'm a funny northerner. Oh, <laughs> you're so funny because you're northern. Watch out, I've got balm cake. Oh, it's funny because we call him something different in the south. We call him a hoodle oh, The north is so funny. Yeah, bro. 
<laughs> That's telly at the moment. Yeah. The North is so funny. Uh... You talk weird. All right. <laughs> you did that instead of saying hello and being disrespectful to me. Yeah. Uh -huh. The North is so funny. It's grim up north. It's ah. not. It's hilarious. It's They're all great fun. Funny north-south divide. <laughs> Southern pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere in the north, I believe, quote me if I'm wrong, there is a more passionate fire for the north than Liverpool. It's weird because... Or is it more a passionate fire for Liverpool? It's passionate fire for Liverpool. Yeah, let's not get that twisted. Um, because... When I call myself a Northerner in front of the Geordies, like, fuck off, you're from the Midlands? It's like, no, 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 we're not Midlands. We're just, what? We're just North. Like, if you look at it as a map, we're not at true North. We're, Are we're there people up here that class <laughs> Liverpool as the Midlands? We're not Midlands, but they say you might as well be Midlands. Oh, right, fair enough. I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. I was going to say. There is an argument as to where the Midlands stops. So what would you have it as like? I stopped at Stoke, as far as I'm concerned. But mm. then there's people who live in Birmingham who go, all up North, that's Stoke. I don't class Stoke as North. And uh, fake Newcastle as well. Yes, that's where the Newcastle <laughs> under Lime is. Yeah. Ah. Got a taxi driver told me once up here that they got someone in there, did the taxi, and they went, oh, I need to go to this address. And didn't recognise it. Asked for the postcode. Okay, it's ST3. Oh, love, you're in the wrong Newcastle. <laughs> she had a job interview. She was oh. in the wrong Newcastle. And there's about 200 miles between the two Newcastles. Yeah. And she'd gone right to the top of the country. Like... Yeah, you're in the wrong Newcastle. As soon as you said ST, it's like, oh, no, that's Staffordshire. But it's not where I am. No, you're in Newcastle. <laughs> Sean was telling us once that her and her mates had gone to a, a festival somewhere. And as they were leaving, this is before the, you know, maps on your phone, etc. And they were driving home. And they thought, yeah, we're from the north. We'll keep heading north. Not realising that the festival they were at was more north than Merseyside, so they have oh. to be going south. And the gap driver was like, Scotch Corner? That sounds like it's near Scotland. Oh. oh no. <laughs> Turn around and have to drive all the way back. Knackered after a five-day festival. Oh, jeez. The mistake is where it just very vaguely, very arrogantly just says the north. It's amazing. It's like so vague. Yeah. Just keep going north. Because it's horrible when we're driving home from um, Tyneside and it just says, oh, the south. And it's like, we're not the south. We're not going south, you bastard. We are south. But it's, it's weird. I Everywhere was, south from here, though. I was, Top of the country. I find it weird with Toronto, because obviously the Toronto Raptors basketball team, one of their slogans is, we the north. Mm. But in terms of Canada, it's the south of Canada. <laughs> so it's south Canada. We the north, brackets the south. But, it's, but it's north of America. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Everywhere south, though, from here. Yeah. Talk like, to Canadians, though. Yeah, we're south of here. I mean, Fraser Porter's from Scotland, and he's just like, oh, you southern bastards. <laughs> you English bastards, more like. Yeah. He's from a different country. <laughs> That's what I always find funny, and I say it to my mum and dad. I say that, you know, it's, you realise it's easier for me to go to a different country than it is to come home. Yeah. It's quicker. I can get to Scotland in less time it takes to come home. So I'm just going to go to Scotland every time I want to see you. Again, when I was in Toronto, because I've got family in Vancouver, and I'd ring home and like someone would be like, oh, have you popped to see uh, Tony? I thought, my Uncle Tony in Vancouver. I was like, 
have you popped to Moscow for the weekend? He's <laughs> like, no, why? He's like, because it's like a fucking another seven-hour flight to get to the <laughs> other side of this massive country. <laughs> have you seen a moose? It's like, I live in the middle of a city center. If I'd seen a moose, I'd be terrified. It's like, have you seen a pack of wolves in Liverpool recently? <laughs> yes, I have, actually. Yeah. They just run free down the road. <laughs> So I had woken up once by a raccoon eating my guttering. That was good. <laughs> what the I've killed Tom on his birthday. <laughs> Told you I'd do it. <laughs> I'll have that velvetizer, Alex. Don't you worry. <laughs> Is that you for this one? Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Lowbrow Thomas Joseph Campbell. You just said you, were, you woke up to a raccoon and you got her in. What am I meant to do with that information? No, I was being literal. <laughs> I literally took it to the gutter. You bawdy, bawdy man. <laughs> yes, I woke up to having my arsehole cleaned by... <laughs> What you do in your free time is completely up to you, and there's no judging. You get, one go, you get one go around the sun. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> one go around the sun. I'm only alive for a year. Oh, sorry, have it one go round. <laughs> Not one go around the sun. In this next year, you yeah. gotta have sex with <laughs> animals before you're killed. Quick, quick! Ah, uh, that trick worked again. <laughs> That's another one on the list. There's another, there's another person I made to have sex with animals. This week, I got our David to shag a deer. <laughs> Lovely deer. Lovely old deer. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's talk about the raccoon that ate you, Gurry. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I must have told you this before. I don't, no, I'd remember. I'd remember. <laughs> I'd remember a line like that. So, I'd have... At one point, we'd had a mouse, and I caught the mouse like MacGyver in a cardboard tube, okay. set it free in a park a mile away. And then it's the middle of the night, and I just hear scratching. And I thought, oh, shit. He left his keys. <laughs> so, can you let us, let us back in? I left some pornographic playing cards. Um, I would sleep with certain street fucking. So I had some. I left some pornographic playing cards. Tiny ones for a mouse. I had some scratching, <laughs> and I thought, "Oh shit, there's mice in the walls!" Like in my stupor, I was like, "There's mice in the walls!" And I heard the scratching more. And my side of the bed was by the outside window. And I went, "Hang on, that sounds like it's coming from outside." Open the curtain. It's just a raccoon just staring at me with its <laughs> little sad eyes because it had oh. just been like trying to get through the roof. And I just went, "Fuck off!" <laughs> and it went. I, I swear it nodded at me and went, right? <laughs> Never saw it again. Oh. I've heard talking about our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Fuck off. Fuck off. It's three in the morning, it's cold. You could have you could have befriended him. I could have, yeah. And you've had a little raccoon buddy. There's a video that is doing the rounds online at the moment and it's um it's a little, little sort of home security of a front door of I think I think it is in Vancouver. Yeah. And it's a, a little girl, she's going to the door. And a raccoon has grabbed onto her, her leg 
And he's just like, he's going for it. And this girl, bless her, she's, she's in pieces. This is happening. Her mum's come out and her mum is trying to prise the raccoon off this girl's leg. Eventually she does. And the raccoon just latches onto her arm instead. The girl runs in and this woman's like trying to pull this raccoon away. He's like, nah, nah. And she eventually just pulls her arm back and goes, yeet. <laughs> and this raccoon just comes spiraling off her arm, hits the dirt and just runs off. The big bastards, like they are massive. They are absolutely massive. Racco- what, what I learned about my tank under is raccoons are bigger than you expected, and skunks are smaller than you expected. Skunk, mm. Skunks are tiny. They fucking stink. They do. So they just naturally stink. No, I, I, oh. the first time I saw a skunk, Diane just heard your story about. <laughs> she went, "What the fuck you say about skunks?" This raccoon in the gutter. In. She went, "Oh, looks like tell me more." It's like, just a bulldog was in my gutter in last night. Um. um the bulldog in my gutter in last night. I went for it. Went for, <laughs> went for a walk. <laughs> and we thought we saw a raccoon because it's it's wonderful when you see them because they're just weird cat bear things. Like oh, yeah. I went, but someone had already walked past it and kind of startled it. And I went, oh shit, it's a skunk. Oh and no! And it backed up and it, it didn't spray out as it sprayed at a tree. I just went, Run! oh, and it didn't get anything on us, but the smell was in my nose and it's like burnt hair, burnt rubber, shit, and stink bombs. Wow. Those combined, and it's so strong. It's like, oh, like, nothing on us. Didn't spray actually near us, but But it was close sense. enough that you got a whiff of it. It was Jeez. rough. It was really rough. But isn't, isn't, like, nature fascinating like that? Because the skunk has lasted all these years of evolution because the strong ones that survived are the ones that just released this fucking disgusting... Yeah. This this anti lush bath bomb yeah. that at you and then that's how they've always survived. I think that's amazing. Like how evolution has done that. Or creationism, if that's your vibe. They're, they're just cute little animals, apart from the stinking of shite. But just this road opposite us, there was just loads of skunks in front gardens, and they just pad around, just looking for worms. Mm-hmm. So when I took Sean when we were away, I was like, we'll try and look for some animals. It's like might see a raccoon, might look for a skunk. And we just walking past the park one night. He went, oh, Sean, look. And like a charge went, skunk, skunk. Oh. And he was just legging it. And then she was so happy for about three days. She went, saw a little skunk. Oh. I've only ever seen them in cartoons. <laughs> so didn't see any raccoons, but got her a skunk. Saw a skunk? Yeah. That's adorable. Seen a chipmunk as well once. They're fucking tiny. Oh, bless. They are perfectly round. They're yeah. just like, ah. Oh. It's like, all right, lads. They're angry little beasts, aren't oh, they? so good, yeah. Little angry little fuckers. People in North America are like, and? Yeah, it's true. It's like, yeah, well, over here we've got... Cows? Yeah. <laughs> what animals have we got over here that other countries will go, whoa, we haven't really got any. We've got cows, we've got sheep. Red squirrels? Red and they're squirrels. rare as fuck. Yeah, red squirrels are very rare. Grey um, squirrels are everywhere. Um, swans? Swans, all owned by the Queen. Yeah. Loves a swan, does the Queen. She has them all. I mean, she's swans dead now. are deadly. She's dead now. She's dead. by the king. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I don't know how the king feels about swans. He ate them. <laughs> he eats beef burgers to him. Whoa! Oh! Bulldog. Talk, talking of swans. <laughs> Shawn Michaels swan dove to the hey! outside after being gorilla pressed by Bulldog. I'd have gone talking of swans. Bulldog's six swans. Oof. Lifted up Shawn Michaels there. Great move. Look at uh, Super Sock. He's not happy with his brand spanking the new bought vest. You can tell by the folds. <laughs> he bought that today. Still got the label in it so he can return it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm war. Stinks of sweat and aftershave. Yeah, yeah, I'm war. We literally watched King of the Ring last night, Mr. Lothario. Wasn't me. That's <laughs> my brother, Joe Lothario. Bose Lothario. <laughs> Joe Bose. Bose Jones. 
Jimmy Shoulder. Jimmy, Jimmy that was Jimmy, Jimmy Shoulders. Jimmy Shoulders, wasn't it? Yay, Bulldog, you're the champ. That's how it works. Ten count win. I mean, for a start. I've got L, gold on me. Why the fuck aren't you counting, Earl? Oh, no. Perfectors. Yeah. That's okay. Fine. Okay. But Mr. Perfect also doesn't want to count him out. Yes. Because he wants Bulldog to win the title. That was a great so book by Sean. He's desperately trying to find a reason to not count. He's like, hey, look, hey, get away. I'm trying to count. I've lost count. Ah, look at him. Bulldog covered in coins. Oh, he's like, he's had a, like he's had a fight with a penny machine. Dynamite runs in, fucking scoops over. Like, I'm off to the fruity. See you later. Scraping Bulldog's back. Sit the oh. sexist fruity. <laughs> Do you realise this is Sid the Sexist fruit machine? Yeah. Took back the as a credit. <laughs> so with what we know then about how they felt about Beware Dog, do you reckon they're just giving it extra beans? Yeah. I think that I think both part from what I gather, both parties are much happier. Bulldog has been placated. Yes. Because as we talked about the other week, he kind of went, Oh, I think I might go. Yeah. He had his meeting with Vince, his big meeting with Vince. He did. Oh, Vince. Love your carpet. Where's he getting from? My mate works at Allied. He can uh, get you a new carpet if you want. Get it fit in two I'll, hours. I'll call him now. No, we're having a meeting, Dave. No, I'll call him now. What's we'll say What we love? Well, how much do you want? You don't want a carpet? Yeah, you do want a carpet. What do you... He's a pussy mate. We could do about a meter if you yeah. don't know exactly. Got, I got a roller. Diana, yeah. chuck this roller from Van. <laughs> She's outside of the dog. Diana, chuck this roller. Bring that wine up. <laughs> no worries. Get started for you in a minute, Vince. Well, if you've got towels and bathrooms, you should get Lano instead. <laughs> right, my mate John can get that for you. Get Lano for you. Hang, hang on. Hang Jimmy on. Shoulders can get that for you. Hang on. <laughs> Jimmy, get up here. Bring that Lano measure. Bring that Lano. Bring, that, say, wasn't bring he, that swatch. Wasn't that Lano measure? Wasn't he in the Dat Army? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fine British accent. Fine, Fine. British accent. <laughs> Lionel Measure. If this is your first time watching oh, the podcast, perhaps you may have seen Cultaholic Live and thought, I'll give this a chance. <laughs> Good luck. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just sorry. Good luck, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel Measure, who was, um, as in, Star of Dad's Army. And the leader uh, of the Thundercats as well, wasn't and, he? <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> He was leader of Thundercats, yeah. star of Dad's Army. He'd do, uh, he'd do uh, gaudy blue club night comedy on BBC One on a Saturday night. Because <laughs> your mother-in-law's not invited. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Your Mother-in-Law's a Bitch. And uh, it would all just be mother-in-law jokes. Hey, my mother-in-law, she's not a fucking slag. <laughs> hey! And it'd be in a smoky, like, it'd be like a smoky function room in a, in a pub in Stockport. Yeah. And the compare would be wearing like a crushed velvet purple jacket. <laughs> what a show for you tonight, everyone. What a show. Don't show. forget, tonight's show sponsored by Peas. <laughs> That's Peas. Let's get yourself some peas at the bar. If we just sell them all, they'll put another show on. <laughs> uh, so just checking out my running order. Uh, Lady Comic will not be performing tonight. Thank God. Heaven forbid. That's right. We've just got our body male comedian, Lino Measurer. Of course, he's white. Of course, he's white. What else would he be? Hey. He'll tell uh, mother-in-law jokes for the next two hours. Hey! 
Uh, just to let you know, we have just all we just had a fresh order of bitter in. It's the best night of our lives. And break it, break it, new one as well. We've ordered some new flights for darts. <laughs> As a special one officer, thank you for coming to the night tonight. Every pint of bitter comes with a free packet of Lambert and Butler. Hey! Let me tell you about my mother-in-law. What? She's so fat, she's got high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it's so relatable. My mother, I hate her too. <laughs> my mother-in-law, she's a bitch. Just not a, not a joke, it's observation. <laughs> My mother-in-law, she's got high blood pressure. My mother-in-law, she's quite a domineering force in our family. <laughs> <laughs> My mother has got quite a quick wit, so therefore I uh, dislike her immensely. <laughs> My mother-in-law tends to sometimes call me out for being a shit husband. <laughs> and fair, I don't like it. <laughs> My mother-in-law seen me cry. <laughs> but you never will. Swath. <laughs> <laughs> My mother-in-law lent us 400 quid to finish off the conservatory and uh, my pride will not allow me to accept it, so I'll just keep slagging her off. <laughs> Northern Comedy, coming soon to BBC One. Funny Northerners. Which is, it's, it's a concept they ripped off Channel 4, but Channel 4 did it better. <laughs> yeah, Channel 4 did it in a post-ironic way. Yeah. And coming up on Channel 4, some Funny Northerners. <laughs> Lovely crossbody by Shawn Michaels against our favourite funny northerner, the British oh, Bulldog. Just suck his fucking head off. Bulldog has a weird clothesline thing. Have you noticed this? Crocs his arm, really. Dynamite Kid wrote about it in his book because, uh, you know, Kid hates Bulldog. <laughs> and just the book is just him getting angry. And uh, at one point he goes, and he does these fucking clotheslines. And like, because he tried to teach him, do the clothesline, keep your arms straight, and then the guy goes down. But Bulldog would always be too nervous to keep the arm straight in case the guy like ran into his arm and hurt his arm, which is why he does that thing where he pulls away, like pulls his arm out of the way. And in, in doing so, it's injured people yeah, <laughs> doing it that cause, way. Because he ends up uppercutting them in the jaw. But it's kind of now become like Bulldog's clothesline. Yeah. And so like wrestlers, I think, have just adapted to it and know how to take it. Yeah. But initially it was because he didn't like to uh, hurt his arm. Hurt his arm. It's weird the way that people have like yeah like we don't really mention his name on this one. The, like Chris Benoit's got a very specific yes. clothesline and where like he kind of does it and sort of goes into a squat position and yeah. jumps back up. Yeah, yeah, like he was like pulls like like he uses his whole body weight to pull them down. Yeah, which is yeah I think that's I, I yeah that's become very much like a his style of clothesline hasn't mm. he? I like the one that JBL does where he just fucking lamps you. Yeah, <laughs> just a clothesline from hell. And and the more he dislikes you, the heavier it is. Yeah. If you if you're in the alliance, then fucking good luck picking up bits of your jawbone. I can't wait to see Public Enemy in WWF one day. Oh my god, we're not the enemy. We're not the public enemy. I love how they're all covered in bits of gold from Goldust's match. Shawn Michaels, whilst he's in a much better mood this week, must be pissed off. Yeah. Doesn't take much to set him off, does it? It really, really doesn't. He gets he, he's quick to get grumpy. Oh, Bulldog. He, no, he saw it. That was a proper one. Yeah. I've never seen him do a proper one. He always does the little, the one we just talked about yeah. extensively. Close never mind. seen him do a proper one. That's incredible. I like the fact as well that 
as well, another way that I know I say it, I've been saying it for about two years, ladies and gentlemen. Another way that's eking out of the new generation period, like Shawn Michaels has grown out the front of his mullet, so it's not really mullet anymore. It's just a man with long hair. Just a long haired man. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's uh he's switched that up, hasn't he? Ooh. Beautiful. Lovely pile driver bubble down there. Really lovely power driver. They don't get they don't get used so much these days. They kind of got outlawed for a long time. Yeah. Um, which we'll touch on sort of closer to the time. We talked about it a bit in the early days of the classic SmackDown review. Bulldog! Bulldog. Oh, Bulldog! Bulldog went for a diving headbutt. Oh, Bulldog. <laughs> Down like at home saying, he's taking that as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> I fucking stacked it. Just fucking stacked it. Kid must be... Pissing his pants. He's, he's in William Hill right now. He's like, he fell flat on his yeah. fucking ass. Yeah. I could have fucking done that one. Could you, though, <laughs> Tom? Yeah, well, I wrestled in Japan. Oh, he's off again. Yeah. <laughs> no one believes he wrestled in Japan. He's he thinks he's made Japan. it. He's never been to Japan. I've never been to Japan, mate. No one from this town have been he's to off Japan. Again. Are you betting on this one? Yeah, five on, uh, five on Big Willie. <laughs> <laughs> we told you, you can't bet on Paul. <laughs> I want him finishing first. <laughs> we'd lose. Ten of each way. <laughs> Tom, we told you we'd lose money. No, <laughs> Ten quid and our Davy being an embarrassment to the family. <laughs> oh, I'm a fucking millionaire. <laughs> I love him just getting pissed off, writing that on a bookie's lip. Jamie Boy Smith being a fucking embarrassment to so, our family. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Billington. Um, we just got a note saying apparently Sprout King's on fire and you're on shift. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, fucking, fucking Sprout Piss King. on the fucking ashes. Oh, fucking. Give me that money I'm on. I'm a millionaire. He's been a fucking embarrassment. <laughs> Bulldog fucks something up. Oh, 10 grand. Look at me, rich boy. I ain't coming back in here again. <laughs> a little fag on the go. A cigarette on the go. <laughs> He even copied me braids. Dying <laughs> <laughs> my kid in his slippers just with those braids <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> Oof. I, I, nice. I don't know why, but Dying My Kid reminds me of um, Roy from Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Just... <laughs> And then yellow guy is Dave oh. Boy. It's like, my, my, my dad has a computer. My dad has a computer. <sighs> oh, wow. I'm in a computer. <laughs> oh, look, a bar chart. Digital style. <laughs> Digital dancing. This is fun. Oh, look, a bar chart. Digital <laughs> style. <laughs> Digital style. Little cowboy hat. <laughs> Digital style. <laughs> Oh, have you watched the series yet? Only the first episode. Still um, need to do it. I did like the fact that they made Duck more kind of belligerent and an asshole as well. Yes. That first episode is brilliant because because like you watch it all the way through and then it turns out that it's still still the opening song. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. That's incredible. Good little briefcase. <laughs> like we never got asked. Oh, oh, oh like wonderful. A bomb. Liger bomb. Liger bomb? Fucking. Oh, fuck. He's never even met fucking Justin Liger. Fucking hell. Jushin Liger. No, I call him Justin. 
not saying any of them foreign book I names. I can't say his name, but I'll just say it my way. It's I fun. just called everyone Bob. <laughs> Bob Masawa. Bob Kibashi. <laughs> You're right, Bob. Giant Bob. <laughs> Giant Bob! <laughs> Giant Bob, Jumbo Bob, <laughs> fucking loads of big Bobs. Right, Giant Bob, I'm fighting you. Jumbo Bob, it's you. Bob and Bob and Bob, I'll fight you after. It's like, you know me, I'm Dr. Death. Yeah, Dr. Death, Dr. Bob. Bob. <laughs> Dr. Bob. Liger Bob. <laughs> fucking doing Liger Bob. The closest David's come to Japan is he went to fucking Tokyo Sports Massage. <laughs> <laughs> we know what he did there. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we call him Rubber Tug David. <laughs> Stop wanking. <laughs> Shawn Michaels with the kip up there. Robert Tug. <laughs> Scoop slam. Oh, oh God. I want to shock Earl's out of position. Earl flung himself what? to the floor. What a the fucking diva. Oh, oh bloody hell. Oh, that's fun. I do love Shawn Michaels' elbow drop. I wish he won with it more. It's, yeah. a, it's a conversation we've come back to a million times. The secondary moves should win more moves. Secondary moves should win matches more often. I, I agree. I yeah. think there should be more said for them. Here he comes. Do not banned. Oh, I say I'm done. Decisive. Oh, what was? What was that? That was weird. That was... That... Oh! I get it! Bullshine! Right. Bullshannon. They tried to do a bit of Bullshannon by going, if Mr. Perfect gets in and counts the three, but then doesn't finish the count, that counts as a not count. Yeah. Even though Earl Hebner's the in-ring official, and it definitely does count. It was the fact that Perfect Mr.'s Q as well. That like yeah. Earl went down to go count one and was like, oh, I'm not going to count. Yeah, interesting that. I don't know whether Earl was meant to be unconscious. I don't know, but what a complicated. Oh. Earl was going down to pin. Did he pin? Is the match still going? Why did he roll a bulldog? Yeah, that was weird. I thought something's gone a bit Pete Tong here. Something's gone a bit Pete Tong with his finish. Oh. oh, I love the spin wheel kick of Aaron Hart. That's a, it's a movie you don't really see much anymore in WWF. It seemed like like the 90s through to the early 2000s, you have Edge doing them and mm. X-Pac and Al Snow. No one seems to do spin wheel kicks anymore. No, they don't, and they're decent moves. Especially Owens, where he would just, he'd roll and then kind of flick it back as well and heal them. Oh, oh big boy. Come to Papa, Ahmed Johnson. Ooh. Here he is, main event Ahmed. Get him gone. Main event arm. Oh, main event arm. Nope. Oh, <laughs> Wipe him out, big boy. There you go. Just immediate cleared house. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Vader. Uh! So who else could come down and make the save? Who's uh, going to save Who Shawn will Michaels save the Arman? day of Ahmed Johnson and Shawn Michaels? Could it be Sean's friend, Diesel? Could no. it be by Dagpf? Could and it could be it... handsome Ken Eyelids? <laughs> Sexy flatulence Bob. Could it be Bob Liger? Well, we have, we, we've, yet, we've yet to see 
We've yet to see a performance. Oh, hang on a minute. Vader splashed him. We have yet to see a performance by Jimmy Shoulders. So it could be Jimmy Shoulders. Yeah. Here comes Jimmy Shoulders. It's time. Jimmy Shoulders. It's time. It's Jimmy Shoulders time. <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's half time. Oh, they got overwhelmed. Come on, Jimmy Shoulders. Get out of here, you coward. Jimmy Shoulders. Jimmy Shoulders. Jimmy Shoulders. Jimmy I'm trying to think what other faces there are on the company, though. The Godwins. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker, but he's paggered. Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts, he's paggered. Mark Merrow. Yeah. Yeah. Merrow could come out. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, wait. The doors are opening. Who's that? It's the Ultimate Warrior! Wow. Oh, Christ! Nearly, <laughs> nearly breaks Vader's neck. His one good arm. <laughs> Jesus, bro. Big pop, though. The crowd are going ballistic. Yeah. What a weird team. The Ultimate Warrior, Ahmed Johnson, weird, and Shawn Michaels. Weird, weird lads. Very weird lads. I bet they'll have a name like the Cool Solution. The Cool, <laughs> the cool Solution. The Nasal Solution. The Sarlene Solution. <laughs> the Alcohol Solution. Hell Heaven are getting a shit in there as well. So, the plan is, at this point in time, in your house, international incident, Owen, Bulldog, Vader, versus Sean, Ahmed, Warrior. That is where they're going. That's why we had Warrior and Ahmed run out there. That's where we're going. Do we get there? I know the outcome. We'll find out. Yes, you yeah. already know the outcome. But that's why all that happened. Thoughts on our main event of the evening? Uh, it looked very crisp. It looked like they were both wrestling to, like they had a point to prove, which we know they did from Beware of Dog. Was it Bulldog's best performance? I don't think it was as good as SummerSlam 92, the bit of the farty end didn't really Those help. Three. But good match, yeah. Good, good way to cap it off. Definitely a much better pay-per-view than Beware oh, Dog. Just, yeah, it felt much. It back, felt like night and day. Back, and tra back on track now. Yeah. Back on track. What did Dave Meltzer give it? He said it's his best ever. Four and a quarter. Bang on. Yeah. Four and a quarter stars. So what was SummerSlam 92? It must have been four then. If he was doing his ratings, I think it was. Yeah, he was four. doing his ratings. I think this is. I'll have to double check, but I think that's. I think it's quarter of a star better than Brett Bulldog. Madness. Obviously, if I'm wrong, I will rectify next time. Camp Cornet aren't happy. No, Bulldog's doing his doing his. Bulldog looks like quite calm for a man who just lost the title. Mm. Oh, lost the title match. Didn't lose the title. Oh, I wish he was champion. Oh, we can only dream. That, bit, that, that brief minute and a half where he was the champ. I was like, I'm oh, so confused. What a day. I couldn't even soak it in. I know. I didn't want to tell you that happened, but I was like, let that happen. Let that happen. Yeah, Owen, be ashamed of yourself on comms all night and then... Yeah, Owen. Being a it's piece of like, garbage. It's not like you've been a little dickhead for the last two years. <laughs> You're very on brand. Owen, you should be considered very pleased with how on brand you were tonight. Is what he should have said to him there. Looks like Bruce Arthur. He's got a bit of a Brucey uh, blonde wig about him, hasn't he? Yeah. A bit of Brucey blondness. But the perfect bit, I think, was a timing issue. Yeah, it definitely seemed. That made no sense at all. 
felt like over egging the pudding somewhat. Because mm. you could have had um, them just hit the ring after the match anyway. Yeah, as soon as Earl went down, Perfect should have got in the ring. Yes. To call it. And then when he went down for the pin, they both count at the same time. Two. That would have worked. Owen pulls Perfect out. And he's just like, well... I was the official at that point, so therefore it should have yeah. been... It should have been me. Because L L wasn't completely compass mess. I got friends. Brother that. Big Van Vader. That's ooh, he's not been called Big Van Vader in WWF. No, he? he's just he Vader, isn't he? Well, I think he is called Vader. I don't think he's meant to be called Big Van Vader. I think Bulldog just blundered. Yeah, because Big Van Vader was WCW, wasn't he? Mm. But um, yeah, because the, the rumors were that WWF just wanted to call him the Mastodon, wasn't there? Yes. But yeah, Big <laughs> Vader would eat you alive if he wasn't on a low-fat diet. But yeah, Big Van Vader was a, was certainly not a name that the company got behind. No. At any point. So there you go. What do you think of King of the Ring? Good. It good was show. good. Yeah, it was a good show. As you said, night and day. Yes. Even the Ultimate Warrior bollocks. Like, fine, whatever. We got an all-timer of a promo from Steve Austin. We got a oh, decent yeah. opener with Mark Merrow. We got a good storyline that was threaded throughout the show. Great main event. Um... Ahmed Johnson lifting the title in a good match. An all right tag match. Yeah. He had everything. Yeah, it was, as you say, it was a con- it was a, a concise show. The matches that were shit were shit, um, i.e. Jerry Lawler and Warrior, but at least they were short. Yeah. Short uh, and shit. Short and shit. The rise of Austin is, is undeniable. Interesting how in this time frame it wasn't the main focus of the show, but obviously no. you weren't, we weren't to know what was going to happen. No, of course not. Austin was to take over the world. Oh, Undertaker Mankind as well. Mankind with a clean win over the Undertaker. As clean as possible win over yeah. the Undertaker. So not completely clean. Bit of shenanigans there with the urn <clears throat> that might come back to haunt us. But uh, a big win for, for him. Ahmed is now a major factor in the new generation. Did he die on that dive? He's just... And is now the Intercontinental Champion. He's just mental, isn't he? He looks great in this highlights package. Yeah. Because he's just like, look at this fella. Brian Pillman, Pillman says he's going to rape people. Up. Trying to punch kids in the face. It's amazing. I'm so excited about where we are. Yeah. So much happened here. If And it's taken a while to get through the wilderness. Mm. But we've, we found our way through. And there's been uh, some great some great booking by even... Do you know what? And it shows you. I don't believe in that highlight package. They do the Austin 316 yeah. bit. Because they don't realize how important that phrase oh, is. Oh, no, definitely until not. Until Monday Night Raw. And then they go, oh, get it on the t-shirt. But yeah, sell all the t-shirts for that immediately. Uh, how we'll react to Monday Night Raw, we'll find out next time. You already, we, you know, as I say, we're doing this in a weird order. So hopefully we, we nailed all the jokes we talked about previously. Thank you to Jack Atkins for writing them down. Uh, we're back next week with a fallout from King of the Ring. As Austin316 says, I just wet the bed. We are... <laughs> He is at Brad Atkins on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together we're at Gold Alec on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Happy birthday, Tom. Thanks, mate. Love you, bye. (laughs) Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? 
Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 